Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Show number 72, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Ice Man. You know, somewhere in ad executive is weeping because we didn't get an L.A. New York World Series. But we got L.A. and Houston. The flair for the dramatic. Made it, made it, took them seven games, but Houston got there. Oh, also episode 72. Yes. Who you got for 72, Earl? Uh, Michael Bennett. Everybody knows he's in the news with the police harassment and all that BS. Seattle. Yeah, I got I got Matthew Schneider. So I got nothing. When he played for uh, Canadians, I and he might have worked with Toronto also. So yeah, there you go. Hey, how come Houston doesn't have a hockey team? <laughs> they got enough population. They're like the fourth biggest city in the country. I was reading that today. That's how I know that. By the way. It's just I don't just have that stored up there. I actually saw it today. Well, um, I mean, they got hockey in Vegas, right? They got hockey in Arizona. They in Texas. They already got hockey in Dallas. I mm, maybe there's not enough transplants from up north down there. I mean, it, I think that's the reason they have two hockey teams in Florida because they figure a lot of people relocate to Florida maybe so they could get some of those snowbirds to. Throw in behind one of the two teams. Maybe a soccer team would work better in Houston. But anyway, 
I think I just made a racist joke, and I didn't even mean to. The World Series, Houston, the Dodgers. Uh, I believe uh, I was informed. Uh, it's going on as we record this, uh, so you'll be getting partial scores from Earl all night. Um, I believe it started with a home run. Yeah, first pitch. Uh, Chris Chris Taylor, boom, home run, 447 feet. So that's a hell of a way to start off the World Series. Who's the pitcher? Um, oh, shit. It was uh, Keichel. Is that how you pronounce his name? Dallas Keichel? I, I read it as crucial, but okay. Well, I don't know. They're all starting to look the same. They really got to fucking stop with these big-ass beards. <laughs> the bushy beard. <laughs> like, I mean, I get that, like, it was a hipster thing, but when you have, like, half a team, half of every fucking hockey and baseball and football team and even even basketball, but not so much in basketball, have, like, these hipster beards, it's jumped the shark, guys. Stop it. Cut the fucking beards. Get some Raleigh Fingers mustache, some Salvador Dali mustache going. Something different, but stop with the fucking big bushy beards. But white people, white men, you all look the same when you do that in a baseball uniform. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how else to break it to you. I'll have to bring that up at the white people meetings. Like, hey. fear the beard. Yeah, didn't what's his name start all that shit way back in the day? Brian Johnson, who is, in, is he Wilson in, or Wilson? So one one of the rock stars. Yeah, he's even in the league anymore. He's probably done, I'm, right? I'm Brian Johnson from Icey Dicey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he's in the league anymore. I, I, in fact, the last time I heard anything about him was a few seasons ago, and when Detroit was debating whether to pick him up to shore up the bullpen. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> that bullpen's about as well shored up as the fucking levees were during Hurricane Katrina, okay? That, that, that's that been the fucking Tigers' Achilles heel for, what, 13 seasons now? Something like that? I mean, so, since they've actually, you know, until they threw the towel in at the end of this season, from 2006 to this season, that was like all every fucking season. Well, they look good, except for the bullpen, and it just never changed. But hey, now they're in full rebuild mode. Yeah. That's why they went out and got Ron Garden hire. Yeah, can't can't wait. We what? got we got. Uh, oh, fuck! I just said it the other day. Today, what's his name? God damn! Oh, we got Randy Smith, two era coming. I'm telling you, dude. Okay, we'll get back to the World Series, but is this Garden Hire higher? <laughs> is this I, I, is this this dude just like padding his retirement? Yeah, he's got to know they're not doing shit for the next three years, so he's just like, oh fuck it, I'm here to collect a check. I mean, at least when they brought at least when they brought Alan Trammell back in, and he brought Kirk Gibson with him and a few other guys from. The, from the mid-'80s Tigers. I really think Alan Trammell like, thought that because of the signing of Pudge, because of the signing of Maglio and Troy Percival and all that in his second and third season as manager, that, that 
he had a shot at doing something with that team. This is a team that is just literally, they had a fire sale. And, I mean, it's just, what are you giving him to work with? Nothing. I don't I don't understand this hire. I don't get what they're trying to do unless they're just like, hey, fuck it. You were always polite to us when you were in Minnesota when you whooped our ass. So we're just going to give you a couple million to sit around for three years until we, you know, actually build up a farm system and bring some talent in through that way. And we need a, a real manager. Because the other thing is the Tigers are, are <laughs> welcome to the party after about almost two decades late. They want to go the sabermetrics route. Ron Gardenhire is wow. not a sabermetrics fucking manager. It's going to be a long season next year. You're telling me some new things <laughs> that I was not aware of. I mean, if that's if that's the direction they're going in, I don't know if this was a facetious comment or if this was a legit quote from him. But when asked about it, he said, yeah, he just picked up and read the the... Uh, a book about sabermetrics last year. So th- this is the guy that's going to lead us into the early 2000s. I, this hire stinks of Michigan hiring Rich Rod and going, we're going to go with a spread offense. Oh, really? Well, it's mighty Caucasian you to do it after almost every other fucking team that has had any success has done it for a decade now. Congratulations. Slow down, Turbo. There's a speed limit. <laughs> <sighs> but anyways, yeah. Um, and as far as fucking leading up to the World Series, I, I, I silence from all the Verlander haters who were, oh yeah, he's done. He's absolutely done. Really dominant in his two appearances in the ALCS and ALCS MVP. Yeah, that 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 would be me. I, I called that one that he was done. That is. Well, you, you guys remember. Over. I was like, that's just name recognition at this point. You just want to hang on to him because you love the name. Oops. Sorry about that, JV. Maybe you need something to play for. That's what I've said. In the playoffs, he's, except for the World Series, in in, in the, the Divisional Series and the, and the League Championship Series, he's pretty much always performed. Yeah, he's pretty much lights out, no doubt. But I mean, it must also be nice knowing that you're you more than likely have run support behind you for a change versus knowing that if you fuck up once or twice, that could cost you the entire game, and you still went out there, pitched seven innings, and gave up three or less runs, which is considered a quality start. I mean, you you can't expect. A pitcher in today's day and age to go out there and be 1968 Bob Gibson and post a 1.12 ERA for an entire fucking season and just pitch complete games left and right. The game ain't set up that way anymore. But that's it seems like that's what, you know, if Verlander was going to have continued success in Detroit that he had to do, and that just wasn't realistic. Goes out to Houston where he's got some support. And what happens? Oh, hi, Verlander. We haven't seen you since 2012. Yeah, well, I wish him luck because I want to see Houston win. I think LA's probably going to win. I mean, they they just look dominant, don't they? Oh, but they do. I mean, you know, they they let the Cubs get one in, but I mean, really, I mean, was there any doubt who was winning that series? Just, Not really. Just watching them play, not knowing shit about shit. 
just watching them play. They just look dominant. They just look like they're on a fuck goddamn mission this year. Well, the new hero in L.A. right now is Justin Turner, their third baseman. His beard. Speaking of beards. He's, he's my fucking hero on my fantasy baseball team. I'll tell you that one. Hey, okay? I mean, it's... Well, long, I mean, it's a long time since Manny Ramirez, if you're a Dodgers fan. Yeah, he, uh, Turner, uh, you know, got him a lot of runs with home runs and walk-offs and everything else. And no, I'm not going to update the score all the time. However, he does have a go-ahead home run in the first game of the World Series. Guy can hit. <laughs> bottom, bottom line. Well, I mean, the Dodgers... I know they left off Curtis Granderson off the World Series roster, but they left off somebody else. And I can't think of who he is off the top of my head. And he's a named player. So, I mean, if they're basically saying, yeah, go ahead and take a seat, Granderson, and shit, I cannot remember the other guy. Yeah, they got to be pretty fucking confident in the guys they have. I mean, and they also, what, brought back Brandon McCarthy? Like, okay, yeah, we're going to bring him back in. And what the fuck has he done? He's been through, like, more teams than fucking most people change their underwear in a week. I mean, I I, I think he, I don't even think he fucking, he, he might have had a 500 record during the, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, during the season. So, I mean, I, Dodgers seem pretty confident. Says they get rid of Granderson and Kyle Farmer. Well, adding Corey Seager and Brandon McCarthy. I think Corey Seager was injured. So, I mean, that, that made sense. But, um, yeah, I don't – I cannot remember, the, cannot remember the other player. Whatever. Not that important then, I guess. But, yeah, I, it, Dodgers, like I said, coming off pretty, uh, pretty confident for them to sit – you know, Granderson, who has what, almost 60 games played in a World Series – has won, what, two World Series before? I mean, it's, it's a whole lot of veteran and, and been there, done that, to be like, eh, just go go have a seat and watch in the clubhouse. We got this. But, eh, I don't know. Don't everybody talk at once. No, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm reading about, sorry, I'm trying to find this other player. Yeah, but after you get past LA's ace, I mean, who do they got? They got a hell of a closer. They got a great reliever. They got one ace, and then I don't know. I mean, it, it is is really is LA really known for their this season? Is is their their shit like the you know the what do you call it? You know the the the, the overpowering pitching. Not really. No, mean, no, it's it's been all about their bats. Exactly. Yeah, but but LA is just. It, I mean, it's a complete team. But I don't. I don't know that the pitching staff can overcome Houston's pitching staff. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of pitching versus hitting, and I don't mean to just. Wow. I know I just sounded like a real high on there. But as far as the, the Houston's, Houston's got the pitchers. LA's got the the bats. I mean, it's going to be a good series. But, I mean, 
in the end, I mean, look at Verlander when he was with the Tigers. You can pitch your ass off, and if your bats don't do shit for you, what what good is it? So it may come down to who's better at putting runs across the plate. Well, let me say something that the Astros also went out and at the, I mean, the very last minute made a trade for Verlander. I mean, I understand that you're not, you're ever going to turn down, excuse me, <clears throat> you're never going to turn down more pitching, but Verlander had a no trade clause and literally a half hour before that trade was made. There was reports coming left and right out around here in Detroit about how he said he's not going anywhere. And at the, I mean, the very last minute, he agrees to go to Houston. So that means Houston wanted him. So if Houston was like that cocksure about their fucking pitching, why would they go after Verlander? Especially considering the fire sale Detroit was having. Shore it up. That's the, leave that's no, the only thing I can think. Leave no doubt. Cut somebody loose. Get your ring. Cut somebody loose next season. I mean, obviously, Detroit was open to dealing it with Houston for a trade. If they were looking for a bat, they could have asked about J.D. Martinez before the uh, uh, Diamondbacks did. Shit, if they were looking for a fucking bat, I mean, I don't know how this trade would have ever worked out because I don't know if it's... I don't know if a, a Cabrera trade is going to be possible without the Tigers eating like half of his salary or something ridiculous like that. And he's got two extra kids, man. He's got to, he's got to make that big money. Well, you know, that's the other thing. Secret that, family. You know, that's the other thing that is, is starting to come into play here with Cabrera. Yeah. He was, you know, fucking some side piece and shot two hot ones in her. And she shat out two little fucking tax breaks and meal tickets and he's got that whole drama going on. And then it comes out, at least as far as Sunday, from another podcast I listened to, that his wife filed for divorce the day before the season started. And there's been rumors of him drinking again all season long. And he is not a good drunk. He's just not. He's the type of guy that he starts drinking, it seems like he turns into a completely different person. He's a, Dave, he's a Dave Dombrowski coming to bail you out at four in the morning drunk. Exactly. So all that baggage, plus his declining ability, plus his fucking payroll, that's that's a lot of shit to take on. I mean, that's like that's like I'd put that past almost. Uh, I'd say almost because now it's just ridiculous. But in the off season, I would I would say that that's that's more baggage than Colin Kaepernick would have brought to a team that signed him in the off season because it just doesn't look good. A custody, or not a custody battle, but uh, uh, you know, child support battle, a divorce. If he is drinking again, with his history of drinking, uh, uh, then like I said, declining ability, payroll. Uh, it just. Sorry, I'm just uh, boohooing, lamenting for the Tigers because it's going to be a rough fucking couple of years at the very, at the very least. But I'm, I'm I'm starting to wonder if it's going to be more of a rough decade or two. Oof. Bobby Higginson's son, is he playing? You draft him? What's Travis Fryman's kid up to? Is he playing baseball? Yeah, they're gonna get. They're, they're gonna call. Yeah, they're gonna call up all them plus Matt Noakes' like nephew, <laughs> Mickey Tettleton, his kid. 
But no, so, I mean, yeah, getting back to, to Houston, I mean, they made a trade for pitching, so obviously they, they either wanted to shore it up or they were a little bit iffy about their pitching. I, you know, I... Dodgers just been dominant all fucking season. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the bitch in all this. Even if I wanted, even if I fucking wanted to go, like, whole hog, say, you know, I I, I know for sure... Houston's going to win this, et cetera, et cetera. Dodgers given me no reason except for that little bit of a slump they had in, what was it, late August, early September, that, I mean, that they have any glaring holes in their roster and in their game. It took them what? It took them till September to lose a series. Yes. Most of the season, pretty much all of the season, September, the last month of regular season play. They finally lost a series. I mean, but I'm sitting here, you know, I, I don't know. I am looking at. That's kind of a big deal. You know, I mean, they have Francisco Lariano. I'm looking at Houston's pitching. Justin Verlander. I mean, maybe I'd feel more comfortable if it was the late 2000s and I was a Houston's fan and we had Francisco yeah. Lariano and yeah. Justin Verlander. <laughs> I know, right? It was five years ago. All right. But, I mean, you know, they have Carlos Beltran. They got Altuve. Cameron Maben. Yeah, I mean, it, they, it, they don't exactly, I don't know, they, they're not a fucking shit team. That's for, that's for fucking sure. They had the best record in the American League the whole fucking season. The whole fucking season. Is this a case of the two teams with the best records in the National and American League or in the World Series against each other? Yeah. That's, how odd, it, it doesn't. It seems like that doesn't happen very often. I know, right? So I mean, this is this is literally what most sports people say they want. You want the two best teams playing for it at the end of the season. Here you go, you got it. Yeah, top of mind. Dodgers up three one. Now my only beef, and this no, is game over. Oh, it's game over. Yeah. Oh, didn't refresh my browser. There you go. It's final. <laughs> well, this is this is my beef with it being the Dodgers and Houston is well, if the game's over, that means they started eight our time. So they started what five their time. Yeah. It's out West. I mean, are they going to, are they going to do, are they going to make a point of starting these games at that, at this time for the rest of the series? So people on the East coast can actually watch the fucking games without having to be up till like two, three in the morning. Probably. Okay. Well, no, because you... Because I was out West last week and all those uh, championship series games were going on and they were fucking done by like 7 or 8 o'clock their well, time. Good. Well, good. I'm glad fucking MLB finally picked up on that because this bullshit of for a while when it was, you know, East Coast teams in the World Series with maybe like, you know, a Midwest team thrown in there for good measure every once in a while... It got real old games starting at 9, 10 o'clock at night. Or not 9, 10, but uh, like 9 o'clock at night. And it's like, there's no fucking reason. You're in New York. What are you doing? Or you're in Boston. Start the fucking game at 7.30. It's ridiculous. It's an East Coast game, and it's 11.30 at night. And I'm fucking watching, still watching the game. But, I mean, it also does go back to Boston and New York. It's really New York that started it. New York drags out some fucking games. That was, that was Joe Torre's, like... 
he was known to do that, to drag fucking games into the four hour and beyond mark. And Boston picked it, picked that up off of him, especially once they started winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember one of the biggest criticisms of Joe Torre was going out there in the middle of a fucking at bat and changing pitchers. Like that's as far as I know, I've never heard that being like a, 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 an official rule. You can't do that, but it's heavily frowned upon. It's kind of like pulling a defense. It's like pulling a, a, a someone for a defensive sub in the middle of an inning. There better be an injury for that to happen. But Joe Torre just didn't give a fuck. It was win at any cost. That's what happens when you play for George Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, if it's if the game started at eight our time and it's over and it's only ten forty three our time right now, there you go. How 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 much we've we been hearing about Major League Baseball wants to get their games under two and a half hours, definitely under three hours. Mm-hmm. So, all right. World Series could be over by this time next week. Maybe it won't be. Well, also, Red Sox, new manager. Who is it? I know I saw it come across my screen in the last week. wasn't a name I had heard before, or is it? Alex Cora. No. So, I mean, once again, Alex Cora, well, yeah, I mean, he, he was a player. 42. Is this another Brad Ausmus situation? And who hired him? Dave Dombrowski. Oh, no. Oh, no. It says Alex Cora, Puerto Rican baseball coach. I hope he actually coaches for, like, the Puerto Rico baseball team. And that just well, no, he's being super racist. No, he's... he's <laughs> He's actually a bench coach for the for the Astros right now, but when the season's done with, I'm you know he'll be going over to Boston. But once again, you got Dave Dombrowski with a high profile team with a huge payroll, sticking somebody who has minimal experience. The man's 42 years old and he's a former player. Even if he retired at 35, it's only seven years. Oh, is this is this Dave heading out of town? Is this his um, heading out of town move? Hey, before, I just think. Hey, before I, just I think, leave, I'm going to give you a super inexperienced guy as a head coach. Later. Well, if you look at Dave Dombrowski's track record, the only time he's ever had any success with managers is when he had Jim Leland as his manager. Oh, a guy who's done it before. Shocking. He, he had him in Miami when they won the World Series in 97. And, he, and when the Tigers were at their most formidable through the 2000s and early 2010s, it was with Jim Leland. I mean, I think it's safe to say that the Brad Ausmus experiment was just a fucking flaming fucking failure. And that shit made, you know, <laughs> the wreck that wiped out fucking Leonard Skinner look like nothing. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was, it's just fucking horrible. But, I mean, who did he bring in before Leland? Alan Trammell, someone with no head, no managerial, no no being the 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 skipper experience. I was bringing in Alex Alex's Cora. He brought in Brad Awesomeus, and the fact that Brad Awesomeus was like talking about he has job offers on the table to go be manager of another professional baseball team. And I'm talking at the major league level. It makes me shake my fucking head and think, what the fuck is going on? in Major League Baseball to where they just, like, I, what has that man done to prove that he's 
he is skipper material for a major league baseball team. Even Alan Trammell went to go, was like a fucking went back and was a bench coach for the Cubs for a couple of years after he got fired from the Tigers' job. And he was a bench coach before the Tigers' job. Maybe someone liked his moxie. He was like, "Hey, I like what you did with the Tigers. Come manage for me and my Cincinnati Reds." Who knows? I, I just I don't see it. And I mean, the only experience he had managing was. Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic before that. And let's get right down to brass tacks. How many fucking superstars were on Team Israel? I mean, they didn't dig up Hank Greenberg and prop him up at home plate. So I know there's a Jews in sports joke in there somewhere. Well, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's not like, it's not like it's, you know, it was a, a loaded team in the World Baseball Classic, a team that went deep into the World Baseball Classic that shocked anybody. I'm still kind of hung up on why Google thinks it's important to call him a Puerto Rican baseball coach. Why doesn't it say Houston Astros baseball coach? But then again, we're getting into another podcast. Probably. I Unrecommended Saturdays. Media. Maybe, maybe because with all the identity politics swirling around in the last five years, if they they felt the need to distinguish where he came from. Like maybe if he was Venezuelan, it would say Venezuelan baseball coach or I think it's gonna say Cuban. Venezuelan baseball player, if I type in Miguel Cabrera. Well you know what? It might. No, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well I mean with all the tragedy and everything just you know down in Puerto Rico right now. I didn't know you wanted to get involved maybe they're just trying to give him a boost. Hey, one of you guys made it. Holy shit, it does. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. It, it literally says, it says Venezuelan, Venezuelan baseball. baseball player. doesn't say go. Detroit Tigers baseball player. There you go. Just remember, folks, there was, a, there was a little civil rights leader. You might have heard of him named Martin Luther King, who, who gave a famous speech. You might have heard some of it. that said he, he had a dream that when his children grew up, they would be judged by the contact ten of their character, not the color of their skin. And we are now dividing people up completely based on their race, their ethnicity, or where they come from. God damn it, it feels good to fucking make progress, doesn't it? This is now that's what I call regressive. Yeah. Why don't we just why don't we just start up the Negro Leagues again? Get the Kansas City Monarchs back. Get Detroit Stars going again. Let's do that. We can dig up Josh Gibson. We can prop him up behind home plate. He, 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 we can use his corpse as a backstop. Come on now. Oh, my God. Miguel Cabrera is younger than me. I mean, I, I knew he was, but I've never seen when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> 1983. Makes you feel like he ain't done shit. <laughs> I know, <life>. right? <laughs> He's considered an elder statesman in baseball. The guy's like fucking four years younger than me. Salary, $28 million. U.S. dollars. I'm just going to close this window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, baseball. There you go. Um, what next? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we, we, we all knew that ESPN, uh, it, it's, it's, they're a popular punching bag for here, for us here on the, on the program. Um, They've officially lost their mind now because they've named the 
Nash, I had to make sure that this wasn't like an onion story. Rich sent me an article. It's for real. The Nashville Predators are the most exciting franchise in sports. Yeah, according to them, no team delivers fans more value than the Nashville Predators. The Nashville Predators. In all of sports, not just the NHL, all of sports. And please remember, ESPN is the self-proclaimed worldwide leader in sports. So this is saying in the entire world, this is the best franchise in sports, the Nashville Predators. (laughs) No. Leave it to ESPN when they finally do talk about hockey (laughs) to have their head so firmly up their ass that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, I just don't know what uh, the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Red Wings, the Boston Bruins, the Montreal Canadiens, the Boston Celtics. Yes. The Boston Red Sox, Manchester United, the New York Yankees. Yes. There you go. I, I, yeah, I just find it very hard to believe the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and 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 the reasoning, I I kind of see where they're trying to go with it. Uh, they say that they're uh, tops in engaging with fans through social media. Um, like says, okay, but this is from the article by uh, Peter Keating. It says, uh, buy a Predators ticket, you'll receive an email telling you about promotions at your game and who's singing the intermissions. Send questions back about parking or food allergies, and you'll get a personal reply. We are in dialogue with every fan who comes through our gates, says CEO Sean Henry, who has been figuring out how to take care of crowds since he started his career as a busboy at Robert Moses State Park on Long Island, New York. Yeah. <laughs> you done messed up, eh, eh Ron? Go to O'Shag Hennessy's office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timothy? Present in my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> goes on to give a brief recap of Nashville's history. Was one of the NHL's wobbly forays into the Sun Belt under Commissioner Bettman. <coughs> and a decade ago, the franchise was in serious trouble, bleeding cash. The Predators were close to moving to Hamilton, Ontario. So close that season ticket deposits were being made there. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know how they come up with this shit. I, I honestly at this point, I I think ESPN just has people who they think look good on camera will go with their their agenda unquestioningly and are inoffensive to the the, the crowd they're pandering to, which is the, you know, it's it's not even that they're not even trying to hide it anymore, the SJW crowd, so. Yeah. But it's, which kind of uh, leads into an article that uh, you had posted in our little group chat earlier this week, too, about, uh, do you want to set it up first, Rich? Oh, yeah, it's, it's from medium.com. 
full disclosure, I know nothing about medium.com, but with the tone of the article, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're probably a more conservative leaning website. That's, that's, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't care enough to go in to dig around the rest of their articles. Um, but yeah, they go on to report about how Jason Whitlock uh, basically wrote a devastating account of how the sports network was crippled for fear of criticism from dead, Deadspin and uh, uh, the whole Gawker umbrella operation. Uh, I guess the guy that runs Gawker is Nick Denton, and he has a... Uh, he has quite a lineup of websites underneath of underneath that umbrella. Also Kotaku, known as the guy who writes Hulk Hogan checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, hold on a sec. I know it's... Uh, According to MediaBiasFactCheck.com, uh, Medium is a left-center bias. Because mm, they oh. have a slight to... This is, these media sources have a slight to moderate liberal bias. Oh, okay. Well, they go they go pretty hard on dead Deadspin, and underneath the Gawker umbrella, you got Deadspin, the AV Club, Jezebel, Kotaku, uh, the Root, the Root, which was um, the the people who made the article about and we talked about it in a regiment about how black men are the white straight males of oppressed people. Remember, and you you looked it up and said, "Holy shit." That's what the fucking article actually says. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, more basically he just lays out, he just lays out the facts and, and the proof that ESPN is pandering to a certain political demographic, a certain identity politics demographic and how's it working our, out for him? Are trying to are trying to keep any type of criticism from the, those groups at bay, and it's not really working out. Considering that they just, uh, what was it? Um, I think it was last month. Yeah, yeah, less than less than thirty days ago, they laid off another hundred employees due to lack of viewership. I mean, don't they get it? Like, sports is an information based medium. Or field, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's 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 like weather and traffic. If you really want it, why do you think they lump them all together on fucking morning radio or morning TV? Like one of the funniest things I seen was that uh, Mike and Jamel at six is now Mike and everybody else, but it still says Mike and Jamel. <laughs> I wondered how they were going to get around that, but it's just Mike sitting there talking to everybody else. <laughs> Well, you know, Whitlock said in his in his article about it that ESPN chose to acquiesce and adopt progressive ideology and diversity as groundbreaking business innovations. ESPN is the exact network Deadspin desired. It's diverse on its surface, progressive in its point of view, and more concerned with spinning media narratives than with the quality of its product. The channel has become too handcuffed by politics to protect its most experienced and loyal employees. It's a massive symbol of everything that fueled Donald Trump's bid for the presidency. It also goes on to basically criticize him said, uh, the by saying the quality of ESPN's programs declined and so has its audience. Fans who wanted to watch sports got tired of the network's absurd gestures towards inclus inclusivity. Inclusivity? I don't know. Whatever. Well, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. You know how to spell it, motherfucker. 
uh, like the decision to give a Courage Award to, and I'm quoting the article, Bruce, in quotes, Caitlyn Jenner in 2015. Sports fans sarcastically mocked the network as MSESPN, a reference to the far-left MSNBC News Channel. Yeah, um, then he goes on to, to, to draw parallels between how businesses and cities and governments who embrace far-left social justice, identity politics, ideology, uh, tend to fail. I'm sure he's cherry-picking there. I mean, he, he does take some typical cheap shots at the regular you know, places you'd expect. Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit. But, I mean, within those cheap shots, there's a lot of fucking truth there, too. Yeah, I remember thinking that when I read it. It's like, oh, I can't be thinking this is a white guy. But it's okay, because Jason Whitlock wrote it. You know, well, he's already been called an Oreo and Uncle Tom and every other fucking thing. And, you know, that's... Of course he has. You can't... You can't step away from the group think without being called out as something. And I think he's probably one of those people that he's a lot like, I'm I'm just going to speak for myself. I I am not going to even attempt to speak for you two, but I just, I don't even care anymore. Call me whatever the fuck you want to call me. I'm just going to, I'm just going to speak truth to power. And if you don't, if you got a fucking problem with it, that's your problem. I'm like the most, I'm like the most uh, obnoxious, uh, arrogant, autistic little bastard you ever saw i just don't give a fuck about your feelings i'm just gonna I, you got a booger hanging out your nose i'm gonna tell you, you got a booger hanging out your nose i don't give a fuck fuck your feelings because that's it's 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 not even a matter we you know we've been saying things like this when we talk about these social issues in sports on this show for over a year now about how feelings trump facts and the truth really is Feelings only trump facts for a very select group of people. Everybody else, fuck your feelings. But this select group of people somehow are protected, and they live in a bubble, and we cannot criticize them whatsoever. Even if it's a legit criticism, it's seen as it's an attack. It's oppression. It's we're subjugating them. And it's horseshit. (laughs) Your existence marginalizes me. It's horseshit, because if you are in the public eye, and you put yourself out there, you are as open to criticism as the next people. And believe me, I haven't done it. Probably, be, and, and, and if, if there isn't any criticism of this show on the internet, it's only because not enough people fucking listen to it. If enough people heard this show, I guarantee you I could go online and listen to nothing but just attacks on all three of us from everything from our voices to where we're from, to the language we use, to if they can find pictures of us, how we part our hair or shave our heads. Whatever. Who do I make fun of me? I'm the nicest, fattest guy you know. <laughs> but no, and, I, and I, I do think that he points out a, a very good point, which is it, the endless left wing, far left wing, because I, I can't say with good conscience this is a truly left-wing thing. This is the far left that's trying to, to co-opt and, and take over the Democratic Party, which isn't even really a left-leaning party in this country compared to other parts of the world. I mean, the Democrats are pretty much a, a centrist party. 
But I mean, the far left people are coming in and saying, you know, we're going to go ahead and plant flags and draw a line in the sand about subjects that matter to so few people that they're driving away their own their own allies. And they do it with this, this got you game bullshit, this catch 22 game to where nothing you can do is right. If you speak out against a player for doing something and you're not within the accepted, like, okay, case in point, what happened with Marshawn Lynch this week, right? Ran into an official, they gave him the gate, and he got a one-game suspension. I've heard, or excuse me, I've read articles from just, you know, op-ed articles from people, and depending on who wrote the article, whether they were white, whether they were male, whether their politics were known, and if they were known, what side of the spectrum they were, what part of the spectrum they were on, is how that article was criticized. Not the content of the article. Everything but the content of the article was criticized. And that's the gotcha part of the gotcha game. You know, it's, it's, it's the classic, well, if you move out of the hood, you're white. That's white flight. That's racism. If you move back to the hood... That's gentrification, and that's racism. It's heads you lose, tails you lose. It's the world's shittiest coin flip. And the fact that this has permeated sports, an entire network, the worldwide leader in sports, is just... It's getting to the point where it's like, where, where the fuck... Where do you go? Honestly, where do you go at this point to even fucking watch... Sports news. Is ESPN News even a channel anymore? Yes. Kind of. I mean, how much of it is just raw data and stats and numbers being given to you? And how much of it is people sitting around talking about their fucking opinions? I mean, that's what, quite honestly why I get it off the internet now. I mean, it's just because I can go and I can get that. I can get what I need from... The internet with no opinion. Who won the game last night? Let me look at the stats. All right. Cool. Like, quite honestly, that's, that's how I do it now. You've, you've forced me. Well, you know. To uh, not the, watch you. The article from, or the author from this median article, medium, excuse me, article, you know, his, he wraps it up by saying, it was a fool's errand for ESPN executives to try to appease their critics at Deadspin. It was never Deadspin's goal to reform ESPN. It was her goal to destroy ESPN. Successful businesses that start pandering to the left usually don't remain successful very long. Now, regardless of how you feel about that last line, that last sentence of that quote, is it so far, is it so far-fetched to believe that the people in sports who are competing with ESPN, want to see him fucking brought down low before him. I mean, even if it is an online, you know, website, because I know for a fact, at least two, three times a day, if I listen for more than three hours to local sports talk radio, Deadspin is is cited as a source. Oh, I know. oh man, I haven't listened to local sports talk radio in a while, and I did this weekend. Wow. Wow. That could just be a whole nother topic. I could see why ratings are not what they used to be. Because it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's another topic for another day. Yeah, I'm I'm of the mindset, and I've always been, and I said it when it first started. Take your politics out of my sports. 
I want to watch ESPN. I do not want to watch CNN. Na 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 na. na. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I don't care what Trump said. I don't care who took a knee. I don't care about any of this bullshit. Let me get to the game. Who won? Who lost? Yes. You know, I. I okay, what anybody does during national anthem? I don't give a shit. I want to watch football. I, you know, I, I I I feel that way, but I feel that way with the other shit that's piled on, and that is. I can look back, and historically, sports has been used as a way to change the public's mindset and perceptions about certain groups of people, et cetera, et cetera, whether it's Jesse Owens in the Olympics during World War II, the 68 Olympics, Muhammad Ali, you know, J- Jackie Robinson, Kurt Flood and free agency, and that whole fucking, you know, Saga. I mean, it, it's it, there's always been a social aspect that's reflected in sports, and it reflects the social world, and the social world reflects in the sports. And I've always accepted that, and I understood it, and it didn't really bother me. My problem is, is that you have such a small group of people who do not care about the products they're bitching about, who insist that everything must bow to how they feel. And yeah, it's getting off the sports thing, but this isn't limited to sports. This is now comic books. This is video games. This is Google search results. Halloween costumes, Halloween decorations, Christmas decorations, holiday decorations, whatever you want to call them. Every, the, 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 the insanely pathologically vocal minority is forcing their fucking opinions down people's throats at every turn. And to me, it's everything built. You take all of that and you drop it on a person and eventually they're going to go, fuck you. I've had enough. I'm done. And I think sports was just the fucking, I think it was the straw that broke a lot of people's back. I think a lot of people said, fuck this. This is stupid. I mean, sports illustrated, Run stats on what players do what during the national anthem for the last three, four weeks of the NFL season. This is insanity. Really? Is a, is that going to factor into their next contract? Well, how many knees did you that. take during the national anthem? Not just you, that, you took Richie. two and a half knees. Th- this is going on for two fucking years, man. Close to it now, I, and nobody cares anymore. That's I mean that's a problem on every level. The reason why Kaepernick started it is gone. The fact that people are not tuning into the games because it's still happening. It, it you know, people don't watch ESPN because of all the political bullshit. I, it's it's time to stop now, John. You know, <coughs> you, you, you can't. You just you, you just can't keep doing this. You really can't, and not have a successful company like you used to. Well, let me let me. Let me point out where this gets into hypocrisy, and this is what makes me sick to my stomach. We were on the air when, this was about a month ago maybe, when some wits at a Red Red Sox game decided to drape a banner over the, the green monster saying baseball or racism is as American as baseball. Now, that banner was up, 
and hang in there for a lot longer than any banner that if three people had hung over the green monster that said, make America great again, would have been hanging there. I'm not saying they weren't throwing out the game. I'm not saying they didn't fucking pull the banner down. What I'm saying is, I saw the, I saw the video. You're going to tell me if they'd have hung a Make America Great Again banner over that green monster, they, that, that, that security wouldn't move a hell of a lot faster to get that banner out, out of there? So this, this, is, this is what I'm saying. They're going, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want politics in our sports, but you kind of low-key do. Mm-hmm. And you have a side, but you, do, you want to appear not to have a side. And the irony in all this is that I guarantee you most sports franchise owners are hardcore conservatives, free market capitalists, love themselves some money. Jerry Jones, who knelt with his team on that Monday night football game, was an avid Trump supporter, donated to the campaign. All right. I, this is what's getting old. And this is what's infuriating in sports because don't tell me one thing and let your actions show me another. I'm t- I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of being lied to. I'm tired of media and special interest groups and these far left and far right. It doesn't even really matter because once you get so far to the, to the le- right or left, you eventually horseshoe back around and you're the same fucking people. But I'm just tired of being told or being treated like I'm not intelligent enough to see what's going on. Yeah, I think you kind of just hit with a nerve with me for kind of why I don't like a lot of it is yeah it's dishonest it's fake it's you pandering it's the same reason they're wearing pink fucking shoes every October yeah the Doug Stanhope a comedian went out did his own research crunched his own numbers and found that a total of like 7% of all the breast cancer funds raised during the month of October by the NFL 7% is what actually goes towards that fucking charity. Rest of it goes in the NHL's pocket or in NFL's pockets. So just like once again the military families being honored at NFL games, the US military had to pay the NFL to do that. NFL didn't do that to kindness of their own heart. All those reunions and we're going to invite families of, of U.S. servicemen on the field. And they, oh, my God, here he is. And you didn't know he was here. And all the crying and the hugging and people standing up and clapping. It was all paid for and staged. By who? Our, our own United States government. Because the NFL don't give a fuck about none of that. Not until they got paid millions of dollars to do it. The NFL just wants to check to clear. Exactly. How many fucking years did the NFL work as a tax-free organization? Is Uncle Roger getting his vig? So yeah. I mean, it, with with the uh, new millennials, though, everybody gets this and runs with it. I see it th- on Facebook all the time with uh, my stepson's, you know, friends, and you know, the younger generation just posting all of this shit, getting behind the. Black Lives Matter movement, the kneeling for the, you know, equality, and just, they take it and run with it, and ESPN just panders to that audience to no end. At some point, it's like every executive at ESPN forgot to take who has the disposable income, because, I'm sorry, going after 
teenage males and females, first of all, teenage females ain't going to spend a majority of their money on anything sports related. It's just, oh, am, am I assuming things about a gender and an age group? You're goddamn right I am because I got facts to back just, it up. You're bitch. just looking at the receipts. All right, exactly. Exactly. All right, so don't. Why are you pandering to people who don't have disposable income to throw at your fucking industry? Makes no sense. And let's not forget that sports in, in, in you know sports organizations and owners as a whole <coughs> have colluded to make things happen in the past. It's not. It's not a secret. Major League Baseball in the mid-80s, the owners got together and said, we will not offer free agents contracts, even though the reserve clause had been done away with, which, which made players, basically the owners owned the players until they sold their rights to another owner. And when they got rid of the reserve contract, that's when free agency came about. After a few years of it, the owners got together and said, fuck this. And the three biggest free agents in 85, 86, and 87, Carlton Fisk, Jack Morris, and oh shit, oh Andre Dawson, of those three players, only one of them got offered a, a contract from the team that they were trying to leave. And that was Carlton Fisk. And it was for less money than the White Sox were offering for him to come back. So all three reluctantly signed with the teams that they had filed free agency for, uh, on because the owners colluded on that shit. This is not this is not conspiracy theory shit. This is fact. This has been water's wet. Okay, the sun is hot. Shit like this happens in sports. These guys colluded. So you are fucking telling me that people won't get together and make a bad decision because they think they're padding their stats for the future? Well, let's pander to this crowd. Because this crowd cares. This crowd doesn't care. It does not. They're not going to be there. All these blue-haired, non-gender binary, Zers and Zeeks and whatever the fuck they call themselves are not going to be at baseball games in their 30s and 40s. Or football games. Or basketball games. Or hockey. Or NASCAR. Whatever the fuck. Right? It, it just doesn't work that way. The people I knew that didn't like sports when I was a teenager still don't like sports now. You don't have a come to Jesus meeting. I mean, yeah, I checked out on sports for a few years, but I mean, as an adult, I came back around, but you know, I was interested in other things. You either like sports or you don't. Now, you don't all of a sudden at 35 go, hey, you know what? I like football now. I have one friend who did, but <coughs> excuse me. He was always surrounded by people who were into sports. He was just one of those guys that was seriously into, well, music and pussy. He got married, he settled down. He couldn't do music anymore, so he was interested in his wife's pussy in sports now. So <laughs> it's kind of a natural progression in my book. Because I have that's a what feeling I, I missed the best conversation ever. Yes. But no, it, it there's no end coming, is what I'm getting at. There's no end game here. All right. There's none whatsoever. This isn't this isn't going to go back to the way it was. I don't care if Trump gets thrown out of office, if he quits, if he gets defeated in 2020, if he drops dead of a heart attack tonight. It doesn't matter. This isn't, it's not going back. The scales have tipped. 
You've gotten to the point where you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I have a theory. I have a theory. It's a wild theory. But, you know, you know, well, it, it, it seems like, at least in, in, in our culture, you always push back harder the opposite way, you know. From hair metal, we got grunge. Uh, you know, after, you know, 12 years of Reagan and Bush, we had eight years of Billy Jeff. Then we had another eight years of Bush, and we had eight years of Barry Obama's, and now we have what we have. Maybe there's a generation coming up that's going to make the fucking greatest generation look like a bunch of millennials maybe this just this a new breed coming up that's gonna just be the complete other way it's a thought it's wishful thinking but we well i mean we like it, to do that in this country it, i don't know it may be but i i think the time is it ripe for a competitor to come in and take care of espn but and I, instead of instead of saying i wish it would happen it has to happen now. And it doesn't, I don't know from who. I'm not, a, I'm not a billionaire. I can't get a bunch of other billionaires together and start a network. This isn't 1979 when they started ESPN. And they're going to have literally a set in front of a fucking yellow board. Did Sports with, Illustrated ever get into the TV game? I don't think so. Sports Illustrated for kids. I remember that show used to be on Saturday mornings. But I mean, you know what it might turn into? It might turn into just like streaming services are you know if you like horror movies you subscribe to uh what is it uh shutter.com for five bucks a month you get all the horror movies you can watch if you like network television but you don't want you but you've cut the cord you subscribe to hulu if you want original programming you go to netflix if you want pay tv you go to hbo go or whatever it might turn into something like that where you have the NFL network crushes ESPN's NFL, you know, coverage. The NBA network, MLB network, NHL network, NASCAR I, I mean, network, that, whatever. That's who I watch on Sunday morning. I watch Mooch and Rich Eisen and Michael Irvin and Marshall Falk. When I had when I had XM radio <coughs> if I wanted to listen to sports talk. I didn't listen to ESPN radio unless there was absolutely nothing else on any of the NHL, MLB, or NFL stations I wanted to listen to. Like, did the NFL network keeps it pretty, they keep it about football. You know, they had the one week where, I mean, let's be honest, we talked about it, but I mean, you know, Donald Trump brought the fight to them, you know, called them there, the NFL network. They had to talk about it for half an hour, but those guys generally, I couldn't tell you Rich Eisen's, Kurt Warner's, Marshall Fox, I couldn't tell you any of those guys' political affiliation. I could not because that they don't. They they you watch you turn them on nine thirty Sunday morning, they're talking about football. The end. Well, I, I just it, the time's right now. It needs to happen. I don't know where it's gonna come from. It might not be one like I said, it might not be one network, it might be sports fans actually splinter. They don't have a network that has universal sports coverage for them all to go to. I mean, honestly, ESPN started taking a big nosedive with me when they lost the NHL. When they looked at the NHL and said, no, thank you, we're going to play women's college basketball, Little League World Series, women's college softball, and poker instead of the NHL, I was like, okay, Sports Center, 30 for 30, and... 
Monday Night Countdown. That's what I watched. And of those, I haven't even seen any of the new 30 for 30s. Why? Because ESPN makes it so you have to subscribe to their channel to watch them. I don't even, not that I would, but if I was okay with pirating stuff, I I wouldn't have even looked for the new 30 for 30s to pirate if I was okay with doing that. Because I just don't care anymore. I mean, that's how much they've turned me off. And this, and this is, this is once again, this is new. we're going over no new ground. But every fucking week, ESPN doubles down on this shit. And it's like, how much, how how much are you willing to lose b- before you go? Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> we're literally pissing into a fucking fan. We're getting nowhere with this. Fuck it. You want to, you want to have a political opinion? Go work for Fox. Go work for MSNBC. Go work for CNN. Well, they too. They they showed their true colors and they suspended Jamel Hill because once she threatened the commerce, they went, "All right, here is our line in the sand. You have threatened you have threatened a big chunk of our commerce, and we'll see if she pops off again. But then again, too, if you fire her, then she's a martyr. I mean, she's already a martyr in some people's eyes. But yeah. you know what? You know what's really going to take is that. The people, like, okay, when they fired Kurt Schilling, the people who said, okay, well, fuck them for doing that, just stopped watching ESPN. And just boycotting something and not giving it your money isn't good enough anymore. You have to make a big stink about it while doing that. And to to be honest with you, this is something I kind of want to talk about. I've noticed on social media... No one in no one in, no one in day to day life have has, have I noticed this with, but I see it all over the place on social media. I'm boycotting the NFL, Are whether you? it's people whether it's people from the left or the right, and it's funny because every fucking story about the NFL. The people who are boycotting the NFL have to come in and tell everybody they're boycotting the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's look at me, look at me. It, it's it's again we're back to Ralphie Wiggum. I'm helping. You know, the people that were like, oh, it's bullshit that Schilling got fired for a personal opinion. Whether I agree with his firing or not, they didn't do enough. They just said, fuck it, we're not going to watch ESPN now. That's not enough. That's not how this shit works these days. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. But I understand. You're 40 years old. You got a mortgage. You got a wife. You got kids. You really want to get down to it. You're 40 years old. You work a job you hate. You've changed careers probably three times now in the last decade. You got lawn furniture you can't afford. You got a fat-ass wife who doesn't appreciate you and doesn't give you a blowjob except for once a year on your birthday. Three kids who you don't know what fucking gender they are anymore. You ain't got time to fucking sit there and make a big stink about what you will and will not watch. You just fucking don't watch it. It's these fucking teenagers and 20-year-olds who have nothing better to do who are dictating the course of this country. And they're dictating, honestly, the course of fucking shit. It's like ESPN. And why? Chris, what was the one thing they started teaching us once we started learning about demographics? They're going to pander to... When when it comes to to, to radio station format, they pander to who has the money. Yes, they go after the money. Wait, people 25 to 54. That's where the money's at. No matter what age, color, sex you are, they just want your money. That's all they care about. Don't give a shit about you and your family, your needs, your wants, your preferences. Care about how much of your fucking wallet you're going to be given. What portion of your income you're handing over to them. That's all they care about. Don't get it twisted. And no, I don't think. I 
Iceman, I know you fucking... Oh, the NFL's going to end up like the NHL. I, 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 Until they start making drastic changes to the sport due to CTE and player safety, I don't see that happening. All right. But they are taking hits in numbers that they're starting to, to sit up and take notice. And they, they try to make every excuse. And here's the thing. They're making excuses for the viewership in the, in the NFL dropping. They're using every excuse they can find except for shit. Maybe we shouldn't have fucking, you know, blacklisted fucking Kaepernick. Maybe someone should have thrown him a backup quarterback fucking contract, sat his ass, made him a third-string quarterback, sat him on the bench. Let him say his piece until the... the the media just got tired of listening to it. Maybe we shouldn't have made such a big deal about this shit. Maybe, maybe the old fucking you know saying any any press is good press isn't true anymore. But it's 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 too far gone now. Now it's oh the matchups suck. Uh, the quality of the product on the field sucks. Oh, it has nothing to do with Kaepernick. It has to do with domestic violence and toxic masculinity. No, it has to do with our our players are criminals and. It, and and DUIs and, and and drug possession and blah blah blah. Really, really, in the history of sports, when the fuck has anybody cared about a player getting a DUI or doing drugs? I'm sorry, is Lawrence Taylor in the fucking? Is he in Canton, in the Hall of Fame? Yes. And my fuckers, and my fuckers smoke more crack than Peter fucking North. All right. I mean, dude, <laughs> it's it, a lot of crack. I mean, I give me a fucking break. No, no one fucking, no one cares. That's not going to make them stop watching this shit. It's because you've pissed people off with your bullshit and your nonsense. Yep. And then, you know, God forbid, once they do fucking change the sport due to CTE and injuries, then you're going to end up where the NHL's at. And this is the story that just fucking makes me just throw up my hands and shake my head. The NHL, Batman gives a fucking interview where he actually toys with the idea of bringing back the glow puck. Yeah. As Earl said, making it like a goddamn, as close to a video game as possible. Yeah, they're going to put player finders and their names and everything else with the glow puck this time. What? sit here and listen to all this hate speech about the glow puck. I just... I. <sighs> That's that's how far that sport has sunk, according to the man who runs it. And yet, no one sees a problem with him running this sport. You don't know, yeah. Don't want, you want to talk about the huge elephant of the room? Of you're the one who ran it into the ground. You're like the captain on the Titanic, going, "What the fuck? What do you mean, what the fuck? You hit an iceberg, dipshit." You know, and and to to speak to your point, Earl, about making it like a video game. When you said that. That's when the light, the light went out of my head, and I was like, God damn, that's what they're trying to do. That's a legit as fuck observation. Because I, 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 the, the, the hardcore NHL fans are going to watch no matter what until the sport is unrecognizable. And then they're just going to go, I can't do it anymore, and they're going to walk. But I mean, even if, and I can tell you out of 37 million people in Canada, there's not 37 million hockey fans. But even if every fucking single person who's, who's drawn breath in Canada is a hardcore hockey fan, doesn't miss a game if they can help it, spends all their fucking free money on hockey shit, goes right in the NHL's pocket, that's not enough to keep that league going. So what are they going to do? They got to appeal to the most fucking fringe of fringe fans. They've had isolation cameras on 
players for years now. You can go online. I just want to watch what Crosby's doing during the whole game. There's literally a camera that follows him around the whole game. Just him. He's on the bench. There's a camera on him. The play's on the other side of the ice. Nowhere near him, there's a camera on him. They've done that. Now they're going to take it a step further. And it's just, why? Why? They came. Man, I said this this before on this podcast, man. I cannot wait for basketball. And real talk. (laughs) Steve Perry. Steve Perry, right. Because if you watch that movie, seriously, the beginning of that movie, how, how, you know, all the dancing and celebration of football and... Oh, I mean, come ju- on. No, come on, you seriously. Didn't, you didn't like hide-and-seek? I loved hide-and-seek. That was so funny. But still, that's my point. You, you, if you watch the beginning of that, how it explains how where, you know, basketball comes from, it's happening in all these sports. The NHL, the NBA, the NFL, they you know, baseball. When interleague <laughs> failed, and they started intersport. Right. Isn't that the next step? Right, baseball is a is a mainstay. They they've they've held on and held true to most of their traditions. You know, the intentional walk and whatnot, but still, you know, it's still baseball. But basketball, you got players that are tired and we got to redo the season so people can sleep and we're not doing back-to-backs and you know, it's it just it it the whole world of sports has changed so much that when I watched it and I watched it the other day, I'm like, good God, we are so close to that. Well, I, if they're going to do winter sports, I think you should combine football and hockey. It, seems, it makes the most sense. They're already hitting each other. They already got pads. I don't know. Football and baseball. You try to steal second and fucking a huge linebacker comes and tackles you. Yeah. I can see football and basketball working out. Be <coughs> fine. Go up for a dunk, get helicoptered. <laughs> I mean, it was a joke when I thought about it and everything, and a little haha. And then I, I just, the more I watch it, and the more that sp- the world of sports change, I'm like, well, holy shit, we're here so close to it. It's gonna happen. And just like Rich says, we're not gonna ever go backwards. It'll never be the way it was. None of these leagues will ever. You know, we we mentioned at nauseum about the changing of the guard. The old guard's gone. This is the new era. Yada yada yada. Even if something as fake as WWE, dude. You know, everybody that talks about the WWE, if you ever watch videos or anything, everybody talks about the Attitude Era with Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah. And how, yeah right. And, you know, Undertaker and all just the the draw, the, the, the you know, way the storylines played out. Now it's just shitty. You don't have, oh, you don't have the roster that you had back then. You don't have the commitment. So even something as stupid as something that's been scripted. It has changed way farther, you know, than what it was. I know three gentlemen who host a podcast Wednesdays here on ChristopherMeeting.net that might disagree with you. But. Well, you know. <laughs> but uh, it just, it, it's gotten so bad that, you know, I, I honestly, I'm going to be my be my moniker. I'm going to be the Iceman and call it. We are getting so close to basketball. It, it, it's redonkulous. Whatever, 14 and 2. That's right. Ah. <laughs> Uh, so. Well, I mean, look, they tried the, they tried the glow puck, all right? It didn't run off at any of the fucking... I, I mean, it, the fans it ran off was, you know, a percentage of a percentage point. I mean, that's, that's just whatever. But, 
I mean, if they really do go to, to like full video game, putting the players' names underneath the players via graphics and I mean, just nonsense like that. First of all, most, in my opinion, most fucking sports broadcasts, the screen's cluttered enough as is. Don't, I mean, you don't really need to put more shit on the screen. What's next? You're going to have a sidebar of people live tweeting during the game? Probably. They already have that. They already have that. Oh. Well, I, yeah, well, I can't imagine that goes unchecked live on the air. Somebody has to be sitting there going, oh, we're not putting that tweet up. I've been on Twitter <laughs> enough to know that that shit ain't, that shit's the Wild West as far as what people say. Oh, yeah. Well, let me throw this at you, Rich. We're in the huge age of technology has advanced so much. I have a huge 61-inch TV here. It's a smart TV. Ooh. Okay. So... When, on, right I, on on Sundays now I have you know NFL ticket I can watch any Ooh. game I want. <laughs> but I hit this button while I'm watching my game, and I can list all the scores on the left hand side. Ooh. So, <laughs> so my question to you is, with the glow puck and putting the names on the players and everything, what if you can hit a button? And then just select a camera, like you were saying with the Crosby camera. What if I just want to watch my favorite goalie? You're going to find out how boring it is at the end of the ice when the puck's <laughs> not down there. That's what you're going to do. It's, it's like, it's like, go, it's like go, water. Yeah, it's like going into NHL 95 and going into replay and going down to the other end when the play's in, 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 like in your defensive zone. And going down to the other end, and the goalie's just standing there with his like, with his hands on top of his fucking stick, and his 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 head resting on his hands, just standing there, waiting for him to like cross the fucking blue line. Like, okay, all right. I mean, it, no, dude. I, look, I don't know, man. I don't need all that shit. But I'm 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 a hockey fan, right? And all, all I need is. Just hockey. That's all I need. I get it. Some people want a little bit more fucking sizzle to go with their steak. That's fine. Whatever. But I don't want to watch a video game either. If I want to, if I want to watch a hockey video game, I'll play one. You know, I mean, it's it's all there is to it. And it, you know, this is what I honestly got to wonder. And we've we've brought it up from you know, I brought it up from time to time before on this program. How long until the KHL starts getting broadcast over here? With the right package, it probably already is. I mean, if there's any league that's ripe to be overtaken, it's the NHL. I mean, if the KHL could get a foothold in American television and through cable to where it was more available than hockey is and, and, and more readily available without having to go search for it, they might be on to something. And it's European hockey is the hockey that all the fucking the, the new school hockey fans say is what's going to save hockey. You can't fight the ranks bigger. You know, all the all the all the good shit. The shootouts, that's where that came from. You know, that's how they decided overtime games, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, if that's what they fucking want, then come do it. I mean, it would suck. It would really, it would really, really suck to turn on the Red Wings and go, who in the fuck are these guys? Because every name player from two years ago that was on the Wings is now playing in the KHL somewhere. But it's happening already. They're losing players. They're constantly having to, 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 
to make contract offers to players who are like, I don't know, I might just go play in the KHL. I don't know. Make it worth my while to stay here in the NHL. What's what what's the attraction? Especially European born players. The Stanley Cup does not hold the prestige for European born players that it does for North American born players. It doesn't hold the prestige that it used to. Here. No, you talk to you talk to players born in, in Canada and and America. I, it still means something to have their name on that cup. Yeah, to the players, not to the fans, though. I see. This is where once again you get off into the sky is falling shit. Hockey I'm not fans, getting yes, off. Yes, it matters. I'm not getting off into the sky is falling. I'm just telling you, if you came down here to Wichita and started talking about the Stanley Cup, they're like, the fuck is the Stanley Cup? Because you don't have a team. If I went down there to Wichita and started <laughs> talking about not having sex with your sister, they go, what the <laughs> fuck is that? What? You can't bang her? Why not? She's hot as hell. <laughs> as long as she's my first cousin twice removed, the law says, as long as we don't have kids, we can fuck. No, that's sorry, Kansas. That's not fair. That's more like Alabama and Mississippi and the, the Redneck Riviera panhandle part of Florida. Arkansas. Oh, oh, that, oh yeah, definitely. Especially Little Rock. But anyways. No, I'm serious. A lot of people in America these days, you, you'd say the Lombardi Trophy, they're like, football, beautiful thing. You know, you start talking about Stanley Cup and they're like, the what? For what? You know, back in our day, Rich, yeah, you said Stanley Cup. Everybody is like, let's go, baby. Yeah, but, dude, we were also born in the north and we're born in one in an original six city. Yeah. Yeah? We got that going I mean, for us. When I, when I lived in New York, I lived where there was Buffalo with one of the best goalies to ever fucking play, playing for him at that point in time. You had the Rangers... I suppose the Islanders were playing. I don't know. They were always irrelevant at that point in the, in the 90s. But, I mean, you had three hockey teams in the state I lived in, and I could not find a hockey fan. And I lived I lived on the cusp of upstate and, and, and northern central New York. Yeah, you lived where there should have been hockey fans. <clears throat> exactly. I lit, The Syracuse, Syracuse had an ECHL team. Rochester had an ECHL team. Utica had a fucking minor league team. How are all these teams able to, to, to function if and I couldn't find a hockey fan? Literally tried to sit people down and watch the playoffs with me, and they were like, I don't get it. It's a bunch of guys on skates throwing a puck around. There's no, there's no strategy here at all. You're like, bitch, Montreal is like three hours away. What are you talking about? If that, maybe like two and a half from where that was at. I mean, it, it, we. I understand that my view of hockey is biased by the where I was born, where I was raised. As, I mean, I, that's a given. But it's still, it, I, I don't know. It, the glow puck turned it into a video game on, on your television. I mean, this is how this is how this is how exasperated I am. At this point, I, I, I'm not I'm not for it. If you could put a vote to the fans, I'd vote against it. But if it happens and more people end up watching the game and it's not a bunch of toxic people that come to the game, a bunch of people who come to the game and go, we like it, but, 
and then they have a fucking whole, you know, book the size of War and Peace for rule changes they want. <laughs> but why is the puck black? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, exactly. White, bunch of white men walking around in a black puck with sticks? Oh, we're changing this. <laughs> so hockey dies. Well, with a glow puck. We covered the story. The stupid bitch on fucking Twitter who saw they were putting up K's for strikeouts for pitchers and thought that had something to do with the KKK. And even after baseball fans who were just as much SJW as she was explained to her what those K's meant, she still insisted they need to ban it at baseball stadiums because it's problematic. Those type of people, fuck right the hell off. I don't want you anywhere near a sport I'm into. Go watch NASCAR. Go watch the NBA. I don't give a fuck about them sports. Hey. Horse hey. racing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> go watch them tennis. Go watch them sports. Insist on your rule changes there. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it, that's, that's how pathetic the situation is as a hockey fan. I mean, it really is. I mean, this is, it, like I said, first week of the season in the power rankings. You know, all oh, the Red Wings are in the top ten. Oh, everybody was all excited in the hockey world. Oh, Red Wings are, you know, not as bad as we thought. They just dripped, they just dropped their fifth game in a row tonight. They're, they're below 500. Congratulations. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, it's going to be a rough, uh, uh, a, a, a rough couple of years for the Wings. Yeah, no crown there. Yeah, they got a nice new arena and they got them in the Pistons. And there's going to be a lot of empty seats in that nice right, new stop, arena. Stop, stop calling it a new arena. It's a new name. Same arena. What uh, are you talking about? No, it's a new building, dude. Seriously? Brand. Yeah. I work right next to it. I've watched it start as a hole in the ground over the last well, two or three what years. Happened to Joe Lewis? It's just sitting there being Joe Lewis, not being used. Till it gets, yeah, until it gets tore down. You know that, man? No, I thought they just renamed Joe Lewis. I'm you, not up there. You not get the regular news in, down there in Kansas? We don't talk about Joe Lewis down here. <laughs> <laughs> Many reasons. Not going into them. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's a new... It's a, like, Detroit looks like a half-decent city for a few blocks now. Well, at least Midtown. Yeah, you got all the... You got the Ford Field... Uh, Comerica and the uh, LCA are all within walking distance of each other. It's actually pretty cool. Oh. Just, ain't that kind of fucked up, though? Welcome to us catching Iceman up. Uh, so it's no one wants to drive an hour to go. You know, I mean, quite honestly. But you know what's okay? Here you go. Here's some more. Here's some more of the the the, the catch twenty two. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Bullshit. That's being inserted in the sports. So the Pistons now play downtown in Detroit. How long have we heard, Earl? I'm talking in our lifetime. Did we hear when the Pistons weren't weren't in Detroit? How how come how come they're the Detroit Pistons? How come you have a predominantly black game in Auburn Hills? Why isn't <laughs> it in Detroit? Yeah. How often did we hear that shit growing up? How do you call the Detroit here? Lions and the Detroit Pistons when they're in Pontiac and Auburn Hills? Yeah, and I mean the, the more the more militant people, go, 
You, you can't even be uh, driving while black in Auburn Hills without getting pulled over. So how the fuck are black people supposed to go see the Pistons? Now they're downtown and they're not selling out. Tickets are going on opening night. Tickets were going for less than $20 to get in. And now usual suspects come out and said, well, this is what happens when you move the team downtown. Black people can't afford to go to that part of Detroit. That's too expensive. Really? Fucking really? So the people who lived in Detroit couldn't go to Auburn Hills because they couldn't afford it, and it was the suburbs, and they get harassed. Now the people who live in Detroit can't go to Detroit because they can't afford it. Fuck it. Sports is canceled. <laughs> and, see, and see, here's the thing. You know how come the Pistons opening home opener was half empty? Because they suck. <laughs> they suck. They're not very good. The Red Wings if, aren't going to be very good either. What if it wasn't the exactly if it wasn't the ooh of a new arena that first home opening game for the, for the Red Wings wouldn't have been as attended as it was. Friend of mine went to a game sparsely attended was able to walk up and buy tickets and we're not talking walk up and get like nosebleed cheap seats standing room only we're talking lower bowl three four rows off the ice was able to walk up and buy two tickets for less than three digits when's the last time you heard of that at a red wings game 1987 gordy howe was playing glenn hanlon was the goaltender gerard gallant playing not coaching Tim Shevelday hadn't been shot <laughs> yes. out of hadn't been shot out <laughs> of his, his his father's nutsack yet. <laughs> Why you gotta bring up Tim Shevelday like that? Ugh. Red Barber was still playing, <laughs> but no, I, I Tim Hortons didn't own a damn thing. Was still alive and was still with the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but you know, dead serious, dude. Not heard of his it, delicious ice cap yet. I did, dude. These teams suck. That's how come they're empty. If this, if, if they'd have opened this arena in 2005 and the Pistons were down there, that'd have been one yeah. of the hottest. Yeah, that'd have been one of the hottest tickets you could fucking get in the city. It'd have been damn near impossible to find one that you're not paying stupid aftermarket prices for. But you know, hey, it's all about politics. And it's all about everything negative, and it's all about this. And so, no, you just you have a shitty product. Put a good product out there, people will come. I'm sorry, who the fuck was going to watch the Cleveland Cavs before fucking LeBron James was drafted by him? Nobody. You know what I knew about the Cleveland? You know what I knew about the Cleveland Cavaliers before LeBron James was drafted by him? We traded with them in the '80s to get Bill Lambeer. And if the Cleveland Cavs were in Cleveland, that's what the fuck I knew about the Cavs. The biggest thing, the biggest name in the Cleveland Cavs before LeBron James was Craig Elo, a white guy. Ooh. Exactly. ELO? Craig ELO. I think it's E-H-L-O. I was going to say, well, if it was ELO, I know who they are. <laughs> Look them up. Yep. But, yeah, man, it's it's uh, good times, good times, good times. Wait, will this say Caucasian? Oh, it says American basketball player? doesn't say Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Doesn't say what um, American of this ethnic ethnicity's descent. I'm gonna look up LeBron James. I bet you says African American basketball player. Oh, it's okay. a, it, it says American basketball player. 
It should just say wine ass pillow biter is what it should say. Oh, no, you know what it should say? No, oh, right. here we go. Uh, wait, no. I, I get no, fuck it. it. No, dude, we're we're legit into the season, and there's a legit news story about the the James gang, and it's that Dwayne Wade wants to come off the bench, and was and when asked about it, said, "I came here to win." Now, let me ask you, our our resident LeBron hater, do you think that that the decree came down from LeBron? You'll come off the bench versus be a starter, or do you think this was Dwayne Wade's doing on his own? No, I I just think it's the moves they made. And the way the team's set up, and not for nothing, Dwayne Wade's old and busted. He's not Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade. He's old and busted. I think Dwayne Wade's not Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wade is not stupid. I think he's he's self aware. I've never gotten the 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 douchey vibe off of Dwayne Wade that you get off of LeBron. Right, exactly my point. But that okay. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, two of the, I mean, that is the best tandem. That's the gold standard by many, many people. Okay, but you get them back together today on any team? Nah, no. Well, they're like 55. Right. It's fun to see. But Dwayne Wade knows what time it is. That's what I'm saying. He knows knows he's old and busted. He knows. you know, obviously, I mean, he's got an aptitude for the game. He obviously just sees what's going on. He's like, fuck no, bring me off the bench. You, you want to win, right? Have me come off the bench. Yeah, well, just to an- answer your question, he, he, it's, not a, it's not a LeBron thing or, you know, a Dwayne Wayne thing. It's, it's just is what it is, man. He's, he's not heat, Dwayne Wade. Well, doesn't that fucking speak to... No longer brings the, heat. the type of the type of player he is. He brings the icy hot. I mean, it, 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 isn't that what you want? Is a player who puts the team first. He knows knows what he can what he brings to the table, and if he knows he's no longer a starter, but he can help you coming off the bench. That's what you want, right? That's called a it, team it, player. Yeah, but I mean, my whole opinion of Dwayne Wade on Cleveland Cavaliers is a money draw. It's one huge money draw. They didn't need him. They they barely had room for him. There was no reason for him to go there. But Cleveland saw that Kyrie Irving said goodbye, and they were looking for, you know, a, a way to get fans still excited they, they, about the season. In January, though, this is going to be a formidable team. They're going to have Isaiah Thomas, LeBron James, um, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Kevin Rose, Love. Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean that's. Oof. Yeah, exactly. But they they lost their tandem of LeBron and, and Kyrie. So they said, what's the best way to get fans excited and wanting to come see a tandem? Hey, we're getting the band back together. Right. They damn sure don't want to see LeBron in love. They can't see Isaiah Thomas and LeBron until January. What are we going to do? Go get his buddy. Go get Wade. Exactly. It's the Page and Plant reunion tour. And when they were talking on ESPN and about everything, they were talking about how much fun they had, how much chemistry they had in Miami, you know, how they're going to rekindle all that in Cleveland and yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, it's I saw, billed as the second coming in Miami, and it's not even close. I saw them arguing about uh, peanut butter and jelly. LeBron didn't want to be peanut butter. 
And Dwayne Wade was like, what? Peanut butter's assistant. Peanut butter doesn't miss games. He's taking a dig at himself. Right, right. I mean, that whole stick, that's just the buildup of the second coming of the Heat and not even close. All right. But with that, it's very, it is just a weekend, as, as my co hosts have told me, but it, it's a shakeup already. You've seen two of you. Chicken Little. No, 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 no. It's not the sky is falling. Calm down. Listen. What the NBA just used the term shake up. No, 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 no. What the NBA did with the moves that were made to OKC, Houston, you know, uh, over in Boston, just all the moves that were made are are shaken out pretty well. You have Golden State who lost what seventeen games in the past two seasons, two complete seasons of eighty two games apiece. They lost seventeen, something like that, nineteen. Have already lost games. Went up against better teams with more all-stars. So, I mean, it's now actually worth watching the season. You're not going to go, oh, it's, you know, Golden State and whoever. Golden State wins. Duh. You're using an awful lot of conjecture here for a weekend. But these these are the events that have happened in the past week, Chris. Six months of basketball to play here, son. I understand that, Chris, but listen, this is a weekend. However, the events that have happened this past week are way different than what's happened the past two years. Like I just said, with Golden State, they've only lost like 19 games in the past two fucking years. And they're already, you know, got losses in, in their columns. So it's it's a shakeup that's actually seemed to have worked. They're getting them out of the way early. Or however you want to look at it, man. But still, uh, you know, it's, it's something to watch now. Um, as, as Rich would like to say, the, the product has improved, if you will. Well, we'll see, man. There's a lot more basketball to play. So shall we, do we want to talk about anything else before we dive into the football talk? Oh, I just wanted to point out that, um, yeah, Pistons tried to say their first home opener was a sellout. Fuck no. Um, pitchers. Sean Spicer here. make that claim? Of the <laughs> pictures of the arena will tell you different. On top of that, just so you know, for people who aren't in the Detroit area, this is how pathetic the Pistons trying to spin this shit uh, is. Um, They're actually trying to give away 20,000 tickets to that game, and they, they couldn't fill that arena. So. Isn't that like They're, half the arena's capacity? Isn't it hold like 40-something? Oh, I thought it held like 22,000. Damn. So, I mean, we're talking season ticket holders, and then they're trying to give away the rest. So Jesus. <laughs> Jack up concessions at that new arena. <laughs> you got some bills to pay in two teams that aren't going to be filling it for a while. Pretty much. So, let's get into the football talk. Let's start with college. So which, which, which game should we start with? Uh, was that a game? <laughs> for the most part, between Michigan and Penn State, it's half a game. Oh, I, they they played the first half. Well, our local uh, uh, Michigan hating sports talk guy, Mike Valeni, he's just eating this up because he can't he can't get enough of this shit and shitting on Harbaugh. Thing is, is that. I don't think he's wrong, but 
I do think that a lot of these state fans that are taking their cue from him and jumping on the the you know Harbaugh sucks bandwagon uh, are are for you know par for the course for state fans cherry picking where they they're, get their facts from. They're also not self aware. Michigan State does not have a good offense. They're gonna they're they're still gonna get beat by Penn State. It's not gonna be like Michigan did, but I mean, I was telling someone at Worked the other day. I think Michigan and Michigan State have two similar teams this year. They got decent defenses and very lackluster offenses. So State needs to. Yeah, I know they got the the fourth ranked defense in college football right now, but they need to calm the fuck down because your offense ain't that great. We'll get to you later. But well, I mean, so far. The season's played out like I said the season was going to play out before it started. They've lost two of the four games I called them losing. At this point, I might have to make an amendment and say they... they, they I think it's a coin toss whether they beat Minnesota. So they could, they could end up with five losses. But I definitely said they were going to lose to Penn State, they were going to lose to Wisconsin, they were going to lose to Michigan State, and they are going to lose, obviously, to Ohio State. I don't see any, uh, there's nothing to make me think any different. In fact, it's only gotten worse. And I, you know, I, I think it's time for Michigan to look at his football program and go, we're not elite. We're not a fucking football factor anymore. And maybe it's time to stop trying to play with the big boys and just go and accept our our, our position as a top of the middle of the pack football, college football team. And set our sights on, we need to start winning the Big Ten. Because this swinging for the fences isn't working for them. Set small attainable goals. Start with your division. Well, I mean... Harbaugh is supposed to be, you know, Jesus in khakis, quarterback whisperer, all this shit. None of it's panned out. All right. What's outside of outside of getting to the Super Bowl and losing it? What's his defining win as a head coach in football, college or pros? What's his defining win? Stanford. Over you, what? You was at USC? I think so. Or they were like a thirty-one right. point under, a thirty-one point or a forty-point underdog or whatever the fuck it was. Well, just the feather in his cap in general is making that a respectable football program. Well, it, 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 it's it's it, look. I'm not I'm not impressed. You've had three years for recruiting, all right. And this is this is where supposedly, you know. Uh, uh, Jimmy Christ superstars, you know, was was going to shine here. And what, what do we got? What do you got? You knew you knew who the fuck O'Corn was when you when you accepted that transfer. <laughs> he knew you bought that shirt. Exactly. And what the fuck has he done? Nothing. Spade ain't no fucking world beater. Who else is on the Who else is on that bench? No one is ready to play. I think they should have thrown the rookie in when it's forty two thirteen. Yeah, let him play a series. What do you got to lose at that point? You ain't winning the game. And Let's just—I mean, let's be honest here. It's if you're if you're Jim Harbaugh, 
and you're looking at the rest of the schedule you're looking at, your hand better be near that panic button. Yeah. You can't <clears throat> you can't lose any of the next game and the next four games except for Ohio State. You can't. What is it? It's Minnesota, it's Rutgers, it's Maryland, and it's Ohio State. Dude, you lose to any of those teams that aren't Ohio State. Come on. You're Michigan. You should be the I mean, fuck out of Maryland, Rutgers, and Minnesota. This is this is me if I if this is me if I'm Jim Harbaugh, and it'll never happen because this isn't the way sports works, and it's why I'm not a fucking it's why I'm not a football coach or anything but John Madden football. All right, I go into my next game or fuck that, scratch that. The next game I start getting blown out. I throw in the rookies because what have I got to lose? I end the season with four losses. He still has the same record as fucking Brady Hoke through the same amount of games. He has not. He is neck and neck with him. All right, that was okay for Brady Hoke. No one expected him to be a, you know, the savior. This is the savior, the prodigal son, the, you know, Bow Part Two. The we're gonna take it to Uncle Urban down there in in in, in Ohio, and and we're gonna shove it down D'Antonio's throat, and it, blah 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 blah, and none of it's panned out. If I'm him, I understand. Next year, the minute the minute he loses to Michigan State next year, that seat ain't hot. That seat is on fire. But there's just too many fucking idiots in Michigan football and fans of Michigan football who refuse to put him on the hot seat right now. Oh, I work with a couple guys where I just guess out the conversation. Like, all right, yeah, obviously you love you some Jimmy. Let's talk about something else. Because I'm sitting there like, yeah, they, they, they spout all that shit that you're saying, Rich. You know, I, you know and I tried to, you know, one guy just didn't even den- denied the facts. He's, like, he's got the same record as Brady a couple weeks ago. He's got the exact same record as Brady Hoke right now. No, he doesn't. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Sure, if you don't want to deal in reality, let's talk about something else. I'm just saying, you start getting blown out, throw the rookies in. Throw the, throw the fucking, throw the... Throw the redshirt freshmen in. Throw the sophomores in. What do you have to lose? Worst that's going to happen is you're going to continue to get blown out. The best that's going to happen is that they're going to get ex- or the the the, the break even bet is they're going to they're going to start getting experience because O'Corn ain't coming back next season. Spade ain't going to be worth a shit next season. Ain't, or is he a senior? I, I don't even fucking I don't, I don't even know. I'm just so fucking frustrated with this goddamn team, and I. Here, I told you this beginning of the season. I don't hear nothing, not a goddamn thing about any of their fucking up-and-coming quarterbacks. All I heard in the offseason was Harbaugh, 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 Harbaugh. Harbaugh don't play the fucking game. He coaches from the sidelines. Shit, at this point, I'm surprised he's not petitioning the NCAA to amend the rules so he can go out there and throw the ball around. Yeah, no, right? Come on, I went here. It counts. Run, running around shirtless in the fucking jock strap. <laughs> I have a year of eligibility left. Throwing five, ten-yard dink and dunks to get down the field. <laughs> and then pulling the lady out of a car for the halftime show. I mean, I, you know, and the best that happens if he throws the fucking the young guys in there is they actually fucking mount something of a comeback. They show him something. Well, you know what? Then you got something to hang your hat on for next season. But, I mean, God damn, dude. I understand Penn State's ranked number two, and there's a lot of people arguing they should be ranked number one. But, dude, this is the Big Ten, and you are not even 
third or fourth in the Big Ten at this point. Dude, they got tr- I mean, they got trucked. I called it. It's my ice moment. I mean, dude, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin. You've got to rank all of them ahead of Michigan. And like I said, depending on how this Minnesota game goes, might have to rank them above Michigan also. Because I'm really getting tired of, well, technically, well, technically wins and losses. That's all I care about. Who did they beat and who did they lose to? That's all that matters. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm going to fucking shit on state. State, don't get comfortable. Don't think you got fucking a cakewalk the rest of this fucking season. Oh, no. That you're just going to fucking sleepwalk into the fucking playoffs. That ain't going to happen. Because let me tell you something. The minute you beat Michigan and you start thumping your chest, other teams start licking their chops. Because now they can... You beat Michigan, they beat you. That puts them that much higher up in, in the minds of the fucking people who decide the AP and coaches poll. So enjoy the target on your back for a change. After last show talking about how you pe- how they rate college... I don't give a shit where anybody's ranked anymore. Now, there's there's huge issues in the University of Michigan. I, I won't dispute that, not even a little bit. But to, I, I don't blame 100% on Harbaugh or that team for losing against Penn State because, I'm sorry, that cat, Barkley, you know what I always wanted to see when I was growing up playing football and, and watching football? I always wanted to see a person that was like Barry Sanders Combined with Emmett Smith. And that's exactly what you got in that running back. There's that a reason he's a Heisman candidate. Oh, I don't give a shit about Heisman. I don't care about awards. This cat's going to the NFL. He's going to be big time. Big, big. Big, big, big. Because that cat can squat over 600 pounds. Okay? His legs are the size of fucking tree trunks. He's short like Barry. He's got the strong nature of Emmett Smith, and he's got the moves like Barry. I, I mean, it's the best of both worlds. He's headstrong like Emmett. He, do, he, he doesn't stop after the first contact. I mean, he can literally carry one or two people down the field with him. So whereas we're watching Michigan and we're fans of Michigan football and whatnot, I had to take note of Barkley. This cat, he's just, this guy is going to be something special. Mark my words here today. I'm going to tell you, there's no doubt in my mind, he is going to be something very, very special when he comes up. Oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Now, that, the reason I say that is because I, I don't care what Michigan did, man. I, I mean, barring getting an all-star team back of their former players and their prime, you know, Charles Woodson, Peppers, all these people, and bring them back and try to stop him, uh, barring that, they were fucked, dude. They had nobody to stop that. As a matter of fact, nobody to this day has stopped that kid. Well, just Penn State, just they look like a machine this year too, man. A big white machine. They really are. I cannot wait to see Penn State go against Alabama because that is the only team in hell that has a chance to stop Barkley, and I don't think they got it. I really don't. Don't shower alone with them. Uh, oh, I absolutely would. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then... Fucking state. Like, you want to talk about the rankings? We talked about this in pre show chat. I don't agree that state should have went up two spots because Indiana almost beat you. I mean, there was a garbage. The, the, the score of that game was not indicative to the performance because that last touchdown was a garbage time touchdown. 
Uh, I mean, really, state, state in the fourth quarter woke up and went, oh, shit, this is Indiana. Time to try now. I mean, it, and again, I just, I keep flashing back to the Michigan game. Five turnovers that you did not convert. I mean, the score of that Michigan game should have been like 50 something to 10. It was 14 to 10. Their offense has not impressed me. You got Northwestern, you should beat them, but then you got Penn State, Ohio State, right in a row. Good luck with that. Then Maryland and Rutgers. I mean, I see State going three and two to end the season. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's. I, I, I know they got a, a nice, beefy, you know, beefy defense. You know, it, it's like five years ago again up in East Lansing, if you're, if you're talking about defenses. But, eh, I don't know, man. They're six and one. They're obviously way better than they were last year. I just don't know if I'm buying this Michigan State team. Well, I mean, bottom line, do you. Earl already said it, kind of. You know, you think Penn State's the only team that's going to give Alabama a run for its money. Do you think anybody's giving Bama a run for its money? Not anymore. Not since <laughs> not since that injury with Clemson. That's what I'm you don't there think is. Penn State has a shot? They'll compete, but, I mean, dude, it's Alabama. Yeah, but Penn State hasn't looked like this in many moons, man. It's true. It's true. And I'm telling you, just do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube and just watch Barkley. Watch a video. Take take Michigan, Michigan State, take the Big Ten. Take all of that shit out and just watch that kid run, man. Just watch one video of that kid run and you'll be like, God damn. And I'm that he does that every fucking game. But you know, Alabama's got money behind him. Well, they're going to buy a victory? This is a joke, man, about the corruption in the conference. All right, careful, because if the FBI is listening, they're going to go investigate. Oh, yeah. No, they won't. <laughs> End of they're gonna they, they, they could get Alabama could get caught handing out gold-covered condoms to every fucking player and sending them to the fucking Moonlight Bunny Ranch, and Miami of Ohio is going to lose 20 scholarships for it. I mean, that's just how it <laughs> fucking goes, man. <laughs> They, they believe me until until fucking some serious serious until Uncle Sugar ain't getting his cut. They don't give a fuck. NCAA don't give a fuck. They're not gonna they're not gonna fucking tank the team that it, it, it historically has brought them fucking money and is still bringing them money. It's not an SMU situation or a. Or a hurricane situation where it's not the team that's supposed to be winning, winning all of a sudden. Alabama's part of the good old boy network, literally. They're they're good, and I mean that's once again, hey, that's how Nick Saban's winning. I mean that's why I I, I said a couple weeks ago I put D'Antonio up against Nick Saban, especially if Nick Saban has to coach a fucking team that isn't bought for him. He didn't do shit when he was here at Michigan State. Got in the NFL where, the, where, the, where there's a lot more parity. Didn't do shit there either. Goes to Alabama in the most corrupt fucking conference in the entire fucking NCAA football. And boom. Starts winning like crazy. Hmm. One plus one. Powerful erection. <laughs> so, I, you know, I get it. You can't. Look, it, it's one of those things. It's like Michael Jackson fucking children. All right. We all knew he was doing it. 
the thriller man <laughs> and he hadn't been convicted and thriller man you know i mean so <laughs> but thriller man i'm the real thriller, thriller. I, so what do you do until he's caught red-handed there's really nothing anyone can do and we it, it, NCAA has already proven time and time and time and time and time and time 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 times infinity again over and over again that they'll just fucking cut bait. He'll go to another fuck. He'll go to the NFL for a few fucking years, come back and start the cycle all over again. And that's if he doesn't find success in the NFL. If he does find success in the NFL, he's Pete Carroll part two. Well. I think I think we're all in agreement. I I personally think Michigan and Michigan State are going to end up with the same record. They're going to both end up nine and three. That is my fucking half-ass opinion. But looking at what they both have left, quite honestly, I mean, it's I see two nine and three teams. Well, it's funny because listening to local sports talk, I was listening to Mike Valeni, the MSU apologist, and uh, apparently he's back to being an apologist for him since they can make plays. And uh, or at least well enough for him, and he's back to shitting on U of M because ten and two isn't good enough for U of M, but ten and two is great for MSU. After their last year's season, yeah, the MSU better take ten and two. He didn't qualify it like that. He was just talking about if you're Michigan, a ten and two season is a failure. Wait, period. Never mind. All right, I see state nine and three, Michigan five and four. I forgot they have to play Wisconsin. Eight. Eight and four? Or, yeah, eight and four. I forgot they have to play Wisconsin. Whoops. Yeah. That's that's an L. That's number five. All right. So we want to move on to the pros. Oh, the, the pros. The people, the people who can cash their checks and not get in trouble for playing football? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, not true. <laughs> about them Lions, huh? Beat the fuck out of the bye week. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, how about fucking that Raiders Chiefs game? I don't want to talk about it. Alex, I want Smith to talk about it. Getting me thirty-one points. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. You know what? That is the very first time I have ever seen a game end fifteen minutes after it was over. Wait, what? I'm trying to follow that's, that bouncing ball. That's exactly what I said. That game ended fifteen minutes after it was over. Would you care to elaborate? Yeah, the clock said zero in the fourth fucking quarter and went on for 15 more minutes. The Kansas City Chiefs got to call a timeout with no time left on the clock in the fourth quarter. What? That was the stupidest fucking ending to a game I had ever seen. Now, I'm going to say this, and y'all can tear me apart for it if you want. There was no way, no way, that game was going to end unless the Raiders came out ahead. Oh, boy. There was no freaking way. God, every part. Although I am perplexed by the little game summary here. It says Derek Carr threw a two yard touchdown pass to Michael Crabtree on the final play after the game. It's one of those wait, what moments? Exactly. Dude, they had, I think, six. I don't know how many more plays after the clock struck zero. I get it. The game can't end on a defensive penalty. But they kept calling it. And kept calling it. And kept calling it. Kept giving them the Raiders more chances. 
More chances. More chances. And then finally... Where was his 10-second runoff and all this? It, no, it was a defensive penalty. The 10-second runoff doesn't matter. The 10-second runoff is if you're going from a, a stop clock to a running clock. And if it was uh, official review and or if it was uh, um, the offense's fault. Now, just because you said 10-second runoff, I'm going to tell you, that happened too. There was a 10-second runoff, but there was more time still. There was like another 20 seconds after the 10-second runoff. Hmm. And the Raiders got more chances and more chances and more chances. After this to the goal, happened in the end zone, ball on the one-yard line. Okay. Hey, to finish this, this. The final play after the game was extended by two straight penalties, and the Oakland Raiders snapped it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see the Thursday night game. That was terrible. If they wanted to make it any more obvious that the refs were not going to end that game without a Raiders victory, then that, uh, I can't even think of his name, the big fucking muscle ref, Ed Hockley, could have came out and just said, you know what? We're going to stay here all night until you let the Raiders score, guys. First down. Um, That's exactly what happened, man. I'm not imagining this shit. Anybody that watched the end of that game goes, seriously? Every single time, no matter what happened, the ball was uncatchable, holding. The ball was, you know, thrown in the ground, pass interference. The fuck? They kept calling just stupid fucking penalties until car to Crabtree. Is that a touchdown? All right, no flag. Game over. And I shit you not, the Kansas City Chiefs called a timeout with no time left on the clock because it was a defensive penalty call. And they were going to set back up and run another play, give Raiders another chance. And Andy Reid just called a timeout to reset his defense. There's no time left on the clock. What are you calling a timeout of? I just, I just, I kept watching and going, oh, 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 oh. It made me sick. I couldn't believe it. It's the first time. I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened before, but that's the first time I've ever seen it. So there was two holding calls that set the stage for the final play. Huh? I mean, really, I didn't see it. It was terrible. You didn't miss much. I mean, if you like football, if you love football as much as I do, it was horrible for the game. It it became, I I mean, it became painfully apparent that the game would not end with a Kansas City victory. I mean, I I just think that, that, I don't know, man, without seeing it, it it sounds far-fetched. Bro, I didn't make this shit up. I'm telling you, you know that they can call a holding penalty or they can call pass interference or whatever they want. If the ball's not catchable, okay, if it's way the fuck over their head, they're not going to call that penalty. It's uncatchable. I don't care if you jumped on him and got a piggyback ride. It was an uncatchable ball. But they called it anyway. Derek Carr threw it into the ground to try to avoid an interception. Pass interference. It was in the ground, dude. Or, or holding or whatever. He threw it in the ground. Well, it's in the books. So Chiefs are at five and two, Raiders are at three and four. Beast mode got his ass tossed out of the game, uh, and suspended for a game. Do you, I, I just Oakland? I just I I don't know, man. I I just I don't think this is the year. I I think they they lucked out uh, just from what I've seen with Car being back. Just from, I don't know, like the the Chiefs. I'm not hitting the panic. They've lost two in a row, but I'm not hitting the panic button just yet. If I'm in Kansas oh, not City. even, not even close, man. Not even close to hit the panic button with the Chiefs. Because this mean, game, their their second loss was a steal. 
Anybody who says different is a fucking Raiders fan. I mean, I, 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 I am a homer. I absolutely love the Lions. And I will sit here and tell you that if that was the Lions against the Chiefs, that would be bullshit. That was, there's no way to describe this, Chris. You, you got to see it. It, I understand you're all about, well, history in the, in the, in the books and blah, 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 blah. But that's horseshit, dude. The clock struck zero. Okay? Game over. No. Holding. Defense. Blah, blah, blah. Half the distance. Automatic first down. What? Because I, I was telling you, it started with, was it a touchdown or was it not a touchdown in an official review? That's how this whole thing started. And then it wasn't a touchdown, so... Since they had to stop the clock and restart the clock, 10-second runoff. They did that, and that's when all this bullshit started. All right. Well, I got to get you, in like four and a half hours, so let's not spend a half an hour on the Thursday night game. I'm not going <laughs> to, but ha- have, you, have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen a game end 15 minutes after the clocks with zeros? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, maybe, you know, some basketball games. You know, where the last five seconds take a half an hour. Maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah, that that was horrible football. Uh, but let's uh, go on to the Sunday games. Uh, let's start with the, the Seahawks and Giants. I mean, any surprises here? No. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fortunate for me, my moniker, the Iceman, has come back. I only lost, what, two of these picks? Uh, we'll get to that in a few. Um. Yeah, the Giants. Ugh. It, they, they need this bye week. They need some people to get healthy. Oh no, dude! They need more than bye week. They need the season to end. Yeah. There's there's some coaching changes that still need to happen there. Um, Eli Manning wasn't that great a quarterback. I understand you're on his nuts because he has two rings and everything, but sunshine's on a dog's ass, man. He got lucky. That's well, all that was. Okay. Don't have time for this. Uh, <laughs> next up, Rich, are you with us? Yeah, because yeah, your Bucks and the Bills. Uh, I mean, the wheels come off. It's about. I mean, it's it's about what I expected. Thanks for the cock tease at the beginning of the season, guys. I mean, it's 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 really all I can say. Yeah, and. It, Except for except for a handful of seasons, this is the this is the sad truth about being a Bucks fan. Except for a handful of seasons, being a Bucks fan is like being a Lions fan, but with different colors. <laughs> wow, it really is. So I just learned not to get like. Even the last time they made the playoffs, I was like, "Eh, get past the first round, and I'll get excited." Mm-hmm. Uh, why are the Bills at four and two, and I'm not buying them? Because they beat teams like the Bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> they beat the Falcons, but it's looking like this year that's not really a feather in your cap. We'll get to that in a few. Uh, this this next game, geez, uh, the the head scratcher of the week, uh, the Uh-oh. Bears beating the Panthers. Do I have to? No. Not an offensive touchdown scored in this game. Was it two field goals and two defensive touchdowns were all the offense in this game? Well, it's like I said last week. Now I'm a pissed off Lions fan. <laughs> Chicago Bears is a threat with a rookie quarterback, and that's it. 
that nobody's even heard of and nobody wanted. Bro, everybody in that division's a threat to your team. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. It's funny because he's right. Hey, he's wrong. No Aaron Rodgers. Thanks for playing, Green Bay. All right. Yeah, we still got to play him. They, they all have to play 16 games. We'll see what the records are after 16 games. Your 14 and 2 bullshit's been out the window now for weeks. So, <laughs> you, so there's can, three and three. Calm you down. Can, you can put that bullshit baby to bed. They're going to be three and four after this week, but we'll get to that in the picks. Uh, next up, the Titans and the Browns. This was a shit bowl of the week. This was an awful football game. This was just this was two teams that were not very good playing each other. I don't know. What, yeah, I, the biggest story on this one is Joe Thomas getting injured and missing <coughs> a snap for the first time in over like a thousand snaps. He never not fuck missing the game. He had never missed a snap for over a thousand snaps. Yeah, I mean it. it, it that's like that's it, that's crazy, and and this is not some bullshit pretty boy prima donna position. This is a position where he is yeah ten thousand three hundred and sixty three consecutive plays that he was in, never missed one play in a position where he's making there's contact, physical contact every single time. And, I'm sorry, I'm uh, 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 Brett. Who? Why are we call him Brett Favre the Iron Man? 249 games without missing a start? Don't give a fuck. Okay. You're a pretty boy quarterback. <laughs> you could mince around behind your offensive linemen who were fucking actually doing the work to keep your ass upright. On top of that, how many Vikings did it take to keep your ass up in the 90s? So, I... He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about bad motherfuckers, I'll take Joe Thomas with his busted fucking arm right now over Brett Favre in his prime. All viked out, wearing his his Wranglers and drinking his PBR. I don't give a fuck. Pioneer of the dick pic, Brett Favre. Yeah, painfully average dick pic if that was his <laughs> dick. I mean, dude, for a dude who's who's easily over six foot, bro. I I I went to so I went to a light skinned brother in the locker room and said, "Can I get a picture of your dick? I got to send it to this chick." <laughs> I just don't want to know what, to, I mean, once I'm there and I'm naked and I pull the nude move, it's pretty much, you know, it's, 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 a, sealed deal. it's a sealed deal. You know, she's already made up her mind. We fucking, but you know, Goes this to a is a hot not, dog cart. Give me a foot long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Brett Favre to go move on to the Green Bay game. Saints at the Packers. The all of a sudden four and two in first place, New Orleans Saints. Against the Green Bay Packers. Spoiling motherfuckers' seasons left and right. Yeah. I I think uh, well, that one is expected. I mean, no, Aaron. I, I don't think Green Bay's season is over. Because, again, last week I talked about, you know, we, we stroke off New England all the time about the system. I don't think Green Bay gets enough love for the system they got going there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, fucking... Drew Brees, again, showing he's got shit left in the tank. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a good thing that he don't listen to this podcast because... Yeah, we were shitting all over him. It, I don't know about this. What's this we shit? I still am. <laughs> See? <laughs> there we go. 
I told you it was a stick when I did it last week because I knew he was going to beat the shit out of the people in my fucking division. I called it, and he did. Like he was Spoda. <laughs> All right. Next game, the London game. Here we go. Here comes consp- hey. here comes the tinfoil hat again. Here comes. Does anybody feel that Jaguars are going to move to Britain? Well, that's that is not where I thought you were going. Where that's old news. That's been a rumor for a good three years now. They were there earlier this season and scored a whole bunch of points, and the Ravens didn't score one point. Right. Yes. That was that was this year, right? Yeah, right. Yes. Now they go over there, and now they go back over there and score twenty-seven points, and the Colts don't score one point. The Colts fucking suck this year. You can't say that because you want to say that about Ravens too. The Colts. That's why that happened. Colts are two and five. The Ravens aren't that great this year either. I believe the Ravens are now sub five hundred as well. But they deserve to lose forty-four to nothing. The Ravens. Uh, I, sometimes I think it's setting Britain up to to receive Jacksonville, which is supposed to be this awesome team. Nobody scored on them in London. Dude, if this is all set up, why do you watch? If everything is set up, why do you watch, man? So I can get on the podcast and go see. Tell this. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Jags, man. I mean that defense. Yikes. Well, that whole team, man. I, I'm. Here, Rich, this is the second coming of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers right here. Who the hell is Blake Bortles? Is he is he awesome? Is he an elite quarterback? No. Absolutely not. So, But it, their defense is the shit. Their running back is the shit. I mean, it, it just it feels so much like Tampa Bay. Hey, an, another team shutting another team out. Another surprising team, the Rams shutting out the Cardinals. The first place, 5-2, and two, Los Angeles Rams. The Rams did what now? <laughs> the Rams? <laughs> I, I just wonder, though, if Todd Gurley gets hurt, is this is this it for these guys? The only, thing Rams, the only thing the Rams really got going for them, outside of Gurley, golf to a lesser extent, is their, is their defense. Yeah. I mean, that's, wow. that's really about it. Well, I mean, just like any team, I mean, it's it's well-balanced, though. So, yeah, if Gurley goes down, there's something to be said, uh, you know, how that's going to affect the team. But this is this is far from a one-dimensional offense. I don't think the Rams are – if Gurley goes down, I don't think the Rams are the type of teams that defense is going to carry them to a deep playoff run. I mean, they, they might squeak into the playoffs, but at that point, I <laughs> – they're the West Coast. They're the West Coast Lions. Welcome to being first round fodder. You're the warm up for the teams that are going to go play the real teams who deserve to be there. Hey, and uh, coming into this game, two forty degree days. Now one is surprisingly foreign too. The Dolphins, the Jets, blowing it in the fourth quarter. They were up fourteen points. <coughs> Doing their Atlanta Falcons impersonation. Did anybody expect any less of the Jets? I know, the right? Jets. Don't, these, don't these two teams have a history of having st- stupid, silly games? Yeah. They're division going back to, I mean, going back to the – they they were the one NFL game in, like, what, 1980 they broadcast with no announcers <laughs> right up through the Jumbo Elliott catch in the comeback then. I mean, it, anytime these two get together, it's just – I, I, Twilight Zone shit. 
But no, uh, forgive my ignorance. What's the, what's the deal with uh, Cutler? Is he out or is ribs. he like questionable? A couple broken ribs. He'll miss a couple weeks. All right, so. Oh yeah, too. The Cardinals lost Carson Palmer. He broke his arm. So there's there you go, Cap. You'll play in Arizona. Yeah. Well, once he filed that lawsuit, that was it for his career. Yeah. Now he's talking about publishing and uh, his story. He's all done with the NFL. I mean, that's to 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 double back on what I was talking about earlier. When he filed that lawsuit, that was that was the same as Kurt Flood filing the lawsuit against the reserve clause. That was the end of his career. He was he's never going to play another t- another down in the NFL. I cannot see the team that would that would break solidarity to to sign him at this point because that's a very exclusive group and those owners. You go against those owners, and your name ain't Al Davis. You ain't gonna fare well, and Al Davis is dead. So that's just all there is to that. But yeah, Cardinals. <laughs> thanks, thanks. See you next year. Yeah, sorry you lost. Yeah, they lost DJ, and now they they lost their quarterback. Game over. Yeah. No, but here's okay. But here's the bitch of it. What do the Dolphins do without fucking uh, uh, dopey boy? Matt Moore seemed to be doing fine <laughs> without him. Matt Moore brought him <laughs> back. You think that's going to hold up? No. But, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, are they good enough to get a wild card spot? No. I'm not well, buying the Dolphins. Is is anybody feeling like a Rudy moment where they just kind of look at him and give him the wave on and bring in Kaepernick? I mean, it, it's almost at that point. There's <laughs> nobody left to call. There's, uh, dude, I'm telling what you. What are you going to do? Get Romo out of the booth? <laughs> I'm, te- I'm telling you, dude. Tebow? <laughs> what are you doing? It, it don't, yeah. Don't, don't put Tebow back up there in, in, in a fucking NFL uniform for Kaepernick. That Tebow, lawsuit, the original anthem kneeler? That lawsuit <laughs> is the end of him, man. Yeah, that's. I, I do have to agree with you there. Like, you know, not trying to be a smart ass and make a joke. Thinking logically, yeah, that's, that's. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, that is that is not that is not even biting or slapping the hand that feeds you. That is literally setting fire to the house yeah. that the people who feed you live in. That's, that's shooting the hand with a bazooka. Yeah, that's shooting the hand off. Fuck burning bridges, motherfuckers dropping fat man and little boy on every bridge you can find. They so I'm all over the fucking place. All right, but but I mean, hey, look, Dolphins. What'd you say, four and two? Yeah. Who the fuck thought that? I know, we right? Weren't, we weren't talking that shit. Fuck no. Uh, ne- next up, uh, team that five and two Vikings. They've been without Sam Bradford like the whole season, uh, beating the Ravens. And isn't the rumor he's coming back? Yeah, he's coming back. Case Keenum is clearly a backup. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Vikings, man, I'm telling you, that's who's going to win this division. You watch. It's who's going to win our division. Vikings are going to come out of this division. But then again, they had that great start last year and then ended up taking a dump. So, I mean, in the Ravens, no one on their offense excites me. Ray, you know, the, the days of Ray Lewis are long gone. I just don't think the Ravens are that good this year. I, I think the Ravens for a minute forgot that this was 2017, the beginning of the season. Yeah. 
I think reality is definitely done the Yokozuna splash off the dresser onto their face. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I mean, Flacco is back to, is anyone even trying to claim he's an elite quarterback? I know, right? I mean, that was out of even the, the Stafford talk of being elite wasn't as laughable as, oh, well, Flacco's an elite quarterback. R- really? Really? He's got a ring, though. Yeah, so's Trent Dilfer. <laughs> so's, Br- so's Brad Johnson. <laughs> okay, I mean, these are not elite quarterbacks. So's Dave Williams. I mean, I keep going down the line. When we get right down to it, so's Joe Namath. What the fuck did he do besides that fucking season? I don't give a damn about the team struggling. Exactly. Eli Manning. <laughs> anyway. Uh... The, the the Cowboys at the Niners, no surprises here. Zeke being Zeke, uh, kind of surprised actually. By what? Forty to ten. I mean, I'm not surprised they won, but forty to ten. The Niners were zero and six going into this game. Uh, it's not my surprise that they won, but forty and ten. Damn. Uh, yeah, Cap, you shouldn't have left, dummy. Some. Um, uh, Bengals at the Steelers. This looked like it was going to be a good game, and then the Bengals decided they only wanted to play the first half. You know, the, when it comes to the Steelers, the media needs to make up his mind because they were singing the death knell of the Steelers this season just a few weeks ago. You know, they had all but the funeral and the, and, and the body in the casket. Earl traded away, Bell? And now they're and talking about... Him. And now they're talking about how they're one of the most balanced teams in the NFL. How the fuck do they go from bury them because, you know, CPR ain't going to help, pull the plug on them two weeks ago to one of the most balanced teams in the NFL? The media, like I said, needs to make up its fucking mind about what they're going to say about Steelers. They're doing what they do. We've said it now. Second half. Yeah. We've said on this podcast for over a year, they're second half team. They're five and two. They're on top in their division. I mean, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are two of the best players in the game at their positions. I mean, come on, man. Is there any doubt this team's going to be something? And they're going to butt fuck the Lions. We'll get to the, we'll get to that in the picks. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, you know, yeah, before, I traded Bell, we... but you know what? Aaron Jones had more points than he did. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk to you at the end of the season. Uh, before we before before we move on from this this game, I did want to bring up something that I thought was funny. All right, okay. we're, we're gonna we're gonna it has to do with the Steelers. We're gonna find out who's a pervert on this podcast with this question, and it, depending on who can answer it. Out of you two, do both of you know who Mia Khalifa is? Yep. No. Yep. I'm shocked you don't, Chris. Is it Wiz Khalifa's wife or something? No. No, she's an internet porn star. Yeah. And she's got a real bad habit of trying to call out players for trying to slide into her DMs. She likes she she's she's one of those bitches who like loves to 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 basically run around half naked. You know, there's videos of her taking it from, you know, dudes with dicks as big as our forearms and shit. You know, she's had more DNA on her face than a Petri dish has in it. And, you know, she's always trying to call out. 
anytime, anytime anyone in sports tries to holler at her in a private message or a direct message. Well, apparently she tried this shit with Juju Smith. And he was like, no, I don't think so, bitch. And shot her ass down in public. Uh, Google calls her an American Lebanese webcam model. Uh, with that webcam model <laughs> uh, was getting f- filled out like finger cuffs by two black guys who look like they should be linebackers in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's a webcam model. Says Mia Khalifa, also <laughs> known as Mia Kalista, is a Lebanese American social media personality and webcam model, best known for her successful, albeit brief, career as a pornographic actress from 2014 to 2015. Oh, Jesus Christ, this chick was born in 1993. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's an internet porn star. That's it. That's all. Gotcha. But yeah, she's she's called out college football players, professional football players, basketball players for sending her direct messages or private messages. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, apparently she tried to make some comment about Juju Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. He's got a hyphenated last name. Smith Schuster. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, he just went the fuck off. Uh, yeah, he, she was like, oh yeah, you're my, you're my favorite follow on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And he come back with, oh hell no, I'm not falling for this. I'm young. I'm not stupid. Oops. Yeah. And, and then, you know, basically call her crazy. And I'm just, I'm just loving it because I've been meaning to bring her up because it's like she's one of those like annoying in, in in hockey they call them puck bunnies. I don't know what they call them in football or baseball or basketball, but nappy headed hoes. <laughs> sure, works for me. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, she's, she's she's one of those annoying women who are constantly throwing you know presenting herself half naked and everything and then when a guy goes hey how you doing she automatically like takes screenshots of all his messages to her and starts posting them and look at the, look at this thirsty bastard he's he's pathetic this and that and i just love that she finally got shot down because i mean let's be honest 90 percent of guys wouldn't shoot her down and of the 10 percent that would i'm gonna get, go probably say about eight percent are gay so uh, he's part of the two percent that was like, "No, bitch, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Ah. I'm, I'm good on that." Any of the coolest touchdown celebration ever? Hide and seek. Hide and seek. I thought that shit was cool, and I think <laughs> I like the celebrations this season. I think they've all been entertaining. But uh, next, ge- the next game, the surprise of the week: the Chargers shutting out the Broncos. One of us called it. I didn't say call. I just said they'd win. But I didn't say shut out. But Broncos are are Broncos not as good as they're supposed to be, or are Chargers better than their record indicates? No, the Broncos aren't as good as they're supposed to be. There's a panic button. There's alarms. They're only five hundred the though. They're three and three. No, they're not supposed to be. They're, people are going overboard. There's life rafts in the water. There's issues. Okay, what the fuck did you expect them to be at this point in the season where they're hitting the panic button and they're and they're jumping off and, and, and taking their chances in the middle of the ocean rather than on a ship that's still floating perfectly fine? No, it's not. Yeah, they should have one, maybe, maybe two losses, maybe. No, nah. 
There's issues. All right. You get shut out by an old and busted. Who's your quarterback? Team? Who's your quarterback? Simeon or whatever the fuck his name is. Trevor Simeon. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Simeon. And is he not and has he not played out of his mind this season compared to what he was supposed to what everyone was saying he was supposed to play like? Uh, apparently not, because he got shut out. Okay. All right. Uh, so one one game defines his career. Got it. The Sunday night game, the Super Bowl rematch. Uh this problem's in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta was a pretender for even last fucking season. Yeah. They don't have the fucking look, it's just like when we talk about certain players in the NBA, certain players uh, of today's caliber versus the old school players, that team does not have the we're going to fucking stick the knife in you and twist it and then put our foot on our neck and crush your windpipe and then we're going to go over to your mama's house and smack that bitch and the bitch that gave birth to her just to be sure and we're going to bury all of you in a fucking shallow grave they don't have that killer instinct super bowl proved it if they wanted revenge for it and they had any killer instinct they would have come out and you just saw it against the patriots and you didn't you saw a team that's in a soft division and really is way too fucking cocky for their own goddamn good you're not as good as you think you are sorry yeah if, if the falcons really want to look pretty first and win second <coughs> they're that team Matt Ryan wants perfect routes run, open holes, make sure you juke at the line to get rid of your defender, perfect pick plays. You know, the running back needs wide open holes. Everybody get their block. And if something goes wrong, well, there goes that play. I mean, they've they've had two shots in less than a year at the best team in the NFL. And they had they had them clearly on the ropes and let them come back. Then they had a shot at redemption, and they went out there and they shit the bed. Boy, did they shit the bed. And that was, again, that was a garbage time touchdown. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sorry, Julio Jones, uh, welcome to the 2017 season. Glad you decided to join in week seven. Yeah. The fuck has he done all goddamn season? Whole bunch of nothing. I mean, it's just... I I I I don't know. I'm I. That's the best the NFC South has to offer. That it pisses me off because that just shows me how bad the Bucks really are. That they can't fucking stomp all over a team like this who are just pretenders to the throne. Yeah. But then again, yes, I know it's well worn carpet we walk over almost every week, but they've never given us a really a reason not to keep going over that same piece of carpet. Patriots are the boom. They're the crown jewel in the NFL's fucking crown. In, 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 they're the, the top jewel in the NFL's crown. They are the best until someone knocks them off. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Eli Manning. There's only been one team with one player on both teams years apart that has fucking sat them down and said, be quiet, adults are talking. And it makes no sense on paper because they haven't done it to anybody fucking else. Definitely not. The Giants have definitely not treated a a team anywhere near as dominant as the Patriots like that, besides the Patriots. It makes no sense on paper. Just like, honestly, it makes no sense on paper for the Falcons to have lost the Super Bowl and have lost that game like they did last week. So... I guess that's why you play the games. 
If you played them on paper, it'd just be fantasy football, right? Yeah, but no, that's it, it. Does it get an old trope of any given Sunday? Well, this is twice now. This team's fucking shown that they can't hang. No. Do we need? Do we need a third time? We really need a third time here. Maybe, but no. Two, and then we can get into. The, I mean, they got the Super Bowl hangover it, this year. It is bestowed on them. I mean, and this is. Are the Patriots the only team that's impervious to it? Or if they have it, it's literally for a week or two, and that's it. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, sorry, had to get that out of the way in the first couple of weeks. We're just going to go back to dominating. Well, seriously, I mean, is it is it Belichick? Just you know, they get the they get that that Super Bowl hangover, and Belichick goes, "Oh, fuck, fuck, hell no!" and jerks a knot in that entire team's ass and says, "Get the fuck over it." Throws I mean, things at everybody. Well, dude, two days after they won the Super Bowl, he goes, "Yeah, we're already two days behind on next season." Yeah, do you see him? Do you see him show an emotion when they blocked that field goal kick? Saw Billy smile. It's like, oh, your mouth moves that way. <laughs> I thought, I thought all, I thought all his nerves to smile had long ago been separate <laughs> know, and paralyzed. Right? I love that banner. I know somebody, somebody, somebody brings it every year to a Foxborough game, but it just has, you know, like 12 different pictures of Belichick. It's all the same. Well, it's all the same picture. And then it has a different emotion, happy, sad, you know, I find it humorous. Uh, but, uh, the Monday night game, the Eagles beating the Redskins. No surprises here. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFL right now? Uh, right now they are. I mean, it's between, the record. Well, if, if we're looking at the, their competition, it's the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Eagles, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really the three teams we're talking about as far as best of the best. Which, I mean, I, I wish I could fucking keep riding this. Like, you know, I said don't sleep on the Eagles. I didn't expect them to be in talk for the best team in the league at this point in the season. I just expected them to do better than they were being given a shot for. And to play spoiler for a couple teams, you know, yeah. to piss a couple teams off. I didn't expect this. I, I think a lot of people did expect this, but they were kind of leery. But Carson Wentz is, I mean, he's coming into his own. Oh, thanks for that trade, by the You're way. You're welcome. You're welcome. Don't need him. But, uh, no, he, he's on the field. That that move where he was supposed to be sacked and everybody went down and tackled the offensive lineman instead, and he runs for ten yards. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Houdini at quarterback. Hey, man, that's that's just the case. Of sometimes the football gods are smiling upon you. I mean, it, we've seen it in Super Bowls, we've seen it in preseason games, we've seen it in regular season games. That could that play could have very easily went the other way. Well, also, when you talk about the Eagles, there's two different stories uh, that have surfaced. Chris Long has donated his entire 2017 paycheck to charity. The man made a million dollars for the entire season, and he's donated it to the children uh, to, to help them learn. Uh, I mean, in, in, as much as we talked about it. What is this, a school for ants? <laughs> Sorry, especially Zoolander. Especially, you know, on this particular episode, we're talking about all the bad press of sports and everything. Sometimes it's just really good to hear some shit like that. That there's an athlete, yeah, he's going to get a tax write-off, yeah, he's, you know, 
it's it's not a hundred percent just awe, but at the same time, it's like God, good. There's actually good going on in sports. A guy takes his entire season and donates it. He's playing for nothing. Now that's you know it's like what I told you guys in chat. That's the epitome of putting your your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm glad that he started the Chris Long School for kids who can't read good and want to do other stuff good too. <laughs> And you no, know, and I mean all jokes aside, seriously, this is this is is this not what we have said through this entire tiresome fucking Kaepernick and 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 other people protest? Put your money where your mouth is. I mean, if you want to do something, do that. Like, and and yes, Kaepernick in his in in his own way has done stuff. He has donated money. He has donated. Time he has donated other things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I just think, and it just really isn't about Kaepernick. But I think too many players saw what he did and thought, well, if we take a knee, well, that's good enough. That'll get our Q rating up. And it's like, no, no, it, taking a knee is the thoughts and prayers of the, of real life. They don't do any fucking thing. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, right, but I, it's I, hashtag I, me too. Right, but on top of donating a salary, he also. Chris Long also joins other pro football players in going and talking to his congressman. So he's actually trying to make changes as well as help, you know, less fortunate kids. So, I mean, the more I read about Chris Long, the more I was like, wow, dude, that's a stand-up fucking dude. Just wow. Really? I'm right change, there. Take that million dollars and he'll give it to his congressman because that's how government works. Well, so, sadly, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but... It, it, yeah, that's not too far from the fucking truth, even though, you know. My tongue is only like cynics. half in cheek on that one. But no, I totally give it up to him. Hey, you want to do something? You want to fucking help people? Go do it. Put your money where your mouth is. You know, don't just walk to walk or don't just talk to talk. Anybody can talk. Go Do. Give me something real. And he did, and more power to him. And I and look, I understand people are cynical. I'm a cynical fuck, but most cynics get that way because we're fucking severely disappointed idealists. You know, I think it was Carlin that said, "Scratch the surface of a cynic, and you'll find a, a, a highly pissed off idealist." At one point, we thought the world, you know, we the world was capable of change. And then after just years and years and years of seeing that it's it's just not because people don't care enough to do anything. You kind of get tired of beating your head against the wall. You know, this is a guy who's in a position most people aren't in. I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking day-to-day life. I don't know anyone that can afford to give up a year's salary yeah, I got bills for any pay. cause. Exactly. I don't know anyone in my day-to-day life that has that much money in the bank that they can do that and go, I'm good for a year. I can pay my bills still for a year. Everybody's got a mortgage to pay. But that, you know, that's just an uplifting thing that I was just like, it's about time. Report on that. And then I was watching ESPN tonight, and they had the uh, featurette film things that they do. And uh, they did it on Carson Wentz. Uh, A kid over in Philly got a terminal cancer disease. And, uh, you know, he loved football, and he loved the, the Eagles and whatnot. And Carson Wentz just being... 
a pro football player, gave him a video that said, hey, we're thinking about you, good luck to you, and everything else. Well, through all of the radiation and, and surgeries and whatnot, uh, the cancer had returned to this kid. He was 10 years old. And uh, Make-A-Wish came to him and said, you know, what's the one thing you want more than anything else? And his mom said, without a second thought, without hesitation, the kid said, you know, I want to thank Carson Wentz. That was the only thing he wanted. He didn't want to meet him. He didn't want to go over and talk to him. He just wanted to thank him. Maybe do a video so that Carson could see it. But what Carson did was bring him into the, you know, made his wish come true. Brought him to the, the facilities with the, the Eagles players. Gave him a day with the players. And he was able to say thank you to, you know, Carson. And he gave him a bracelet uh that showed the fight that this little kid was going through. Now, pretty much like any cancer story, it comes with a sad ending, and, you know, three weeks later, the kid died. Well, it, here's the thing. Carson Wentz got told this in the interview and fucking lost it, dude. He just started bawling. This kid, when he passed away, got buried in the number 11 Carson Wentz jersey. And now, if you watch every game that Carson Wentz plays... He wears that bracelet. He doesn't have to. It's not part of his uniform, but he wears it because of this kid that's buried in his jersey. Stuff like that makes me watch these games. It's like, yeah, man. You know, and, and I always take this back to my experience with my wife. People just wanted people to care that they were alive. And when somebody like Carson Wentz does that for somebody, it's special, man. It's real special. Wow, I can't think of anything to shit on that. Must well, I mean, I, it's an I'm actual gonna, good thing. No, I mean, that's cool and everything, but if I'm that kid, I'm pulling Carson Wentz aside going, hey, man, I, you know, don't get me wrong, I appreciate all this and everything, but I'm 10, and I'm probably not going to see 12, so I need to take you to the, you guys take me to the strip clubs you go to after a win. <laughs> I, need, I need me a hand job, all right? I need something. All right, yes. I need big. It ain't big, but the hormones are kicking in, all right? I need to get some boot tea, all right? I need to, I need some stink on my hang low, is on it, my dangle. Is it bad that all I'm thinking about is that kids in the hall sketch of when the baseball player brings the cancer patient a whore? <laughs> Forget that home run, Joe. Let me at that whore. That's, dude, <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting, man. I, if I was a kid in that situation, they'd, they'd be like, oh, and here's little Richard fighting cancer. Richard, little Ricky, what do you want? Well, besides a cure for cancer, some pussy. And, you know, they'd, they'd be like, okay, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the one scrubs where the one kid was sick and he wanted to see tits? It might have been. It might have been. Yeah, because then, yeah, Elliot showed him her, her tits and then she thought she had magic tits or something. That was one of the premises of the episode. She kept flashing people. Oh, but yeah, uh, also to piggyback on what you had said earlier, Earl, it was uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Chris Long, and Tori Smith who all met with the the legislator, their the local legislator there in, uh, from Philly yep. about criminal justice reform. Like, literally just a few hours after Monday Night Football, that game was over with. So, Yeah, because as the reporter put it, you don't have downtime. You don't have a day off. You got to do what you got to do when you can do it. <laughs> Very much. Yep. All right. So we want to pick this week. Yeah, let's do it. 
All right. Well, there's no. We're still tied, Ice Man. Because as good of a week that you had, I also had as good of a week. So we're still in first. We're both at 608. Rich improving to 525. Poor Rich. Hey, man. I, we would all be reliable sources for Vegas. We, these are great odds. These are good success rates for Vegas. I'm just saying. People would listen to us. We're picking over 500. But all right. So, Thursday night. Uh, Ew. I, it's the Dolphins at the Ravens. This was the year 2000, maybe? But, I mean... Uh, no. I hate Thursday night football. I hate it. The Dolphins got more going for them on the offense. Give me the fish. I'm just not buying the Dolphins without Cutler. Um, I think Ravens, Ravens are going to be pissed. And I think Dolphins are ripe for them to take it out on. So give me the Ravens. Flat out, I got to go with the home team. I got to go with the Ravens. I like their defense better, and I like the Dolphins' offense, especially since their begged quarterback Cutler is out. I, I can't see it. $10 million for some bruised ribs. I'm just saying. Sunday. You could have had cap for 1995. Why are these <laughs> games all out of order? All right. Oh. Got another uh, got another London game. Vikings at the Browns. Duh. I mean, let me see. Look through here. Could this be our, our butt fuck of the week? <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, no, it won't be. I'm not making that call, and you'll see why when we get to another game. Uh, but still, give me the Vikings. The Browns are awful. Them playing in London is just going to be the Browns and London being awful. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm just surprised at this point. They just don't, like, seriously send Jacksonville over there and just, you know, the London Jaguars and let them play. Because that's horrible. Don't send the Browns to London as an example of NFL football. Because that's not. <laughs> don't, don't lump us in with them. <laughs> that's that's horrible. You're the Vikings. Oh, definitely the Vikings. But moreover, I want you guys to pick. Is the Browns going to score? Is they going to score? I don't <laughs> know. Not in, I don't be an English major. You tell me. Is the Browns going to score? No. Because every time there's a game played in London, one team runs up the score and the other team scores. Because a they got to play the Vikings defense. No, they don't score. Okay, I, I don't think Browns <laughs> score either. All right, one o'clock games. Raiders heading to Buffalo, playing the Bills. Give me the Raiders in this one. The Raiders have more offensive weapons than the Bills do. The Bills are all broke down. Bills get the Bills get their defense and Shady McCoy. That's it. Yeah, you uh, were the Raiders as well. Yep, Raiders. All right, the Colts at the Bengals. Yikes! Uh, but again, if we're talking about uh, same reason as last pick, Bengals. I like their offensive weapons a lot more than the Colts because the Colts have 
Um, none. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, my reason for picking them is different. I'm, I'm picking the Bengals, but the NFL does it right. To where if you just start off and have bad luck with injuries, you can tank your season and get a high draft pick. They've already shut down uh, luck for the season. They might as, they're going for the draft pick. So give me the Bengals. Oh, he's not coming back? I thought he was coming well, back. No, I heard they shut him down for the season. Damn. Now, well, I mean, go ahead. I'll fact check it real quick, but because I, I did hear it on local sports talk radio. I also had heard recently <laughs> there was a setback, so maybe this was that coming to fruition. Oh, left, right, or sideways. They could still have luck, and I'm still picking the Bengals. Yeah. It says I, I got conflicting reports. According to CBS Sports, he'll be out till at least Thanksgiving, likely longer. And according to Colts Wire, it says uh, they're going to sit him for the rest of the season. Yeah, he was supposed to come back after the bye, so either one is, yeah, too bad. Uh, next up, the Chargers at the Patriots. Well, hope you enjoyed the winning streak, Chargers, because it's fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Hey, Chargers, tell me how Tom Brady's dick tastes. <laughs> yeah, Chargers, that, that's going to be Bill behind you, sir. And and then call uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg, because he really wants to know. I saw Ted, too. <laughs> Next up, the Bears and the Saints. Give me the Saints. Is there anyone who's an offensive threat on the Bears? The answer is no. Yeah, it was Tariq Cohen. They finally fucking said, "Well, that was a that was a fucking flash in the pan." He's done it over with, and I know he's done it over with because I can't even move him in my fantasy league. Fuck, Jesus, nobody wants him. He's the passing running back, though. Do all right. Be better for your PPR league. Have to fix that next. Well, yeah, give me the Saints. Trubinsky, really, really. Saints. Next up, Falcons at the Jets. Um, I mean, yeah, give me the Falcons. I mean, yeah. Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones are better than anyone on the Jets. I, I, because I missed the first three rounds, it auto drafted Julio Jones. I swear to God, I'd trade him. And every other second and third pick, it auto drafted for me for a bag of fucking footballs at this point. But still, I, yeah, I don't have any faith in the Jets. As much shit as I talked about the Falcons, give me them over the, the Jets. I'll trade your Brandon Cooks for him. I'd take the Falcons. Take that trade. All right. Uh, next up, this is our buff fuck of the week here. Iceman, this is why I couldn't call it earlier. Can uh, I guess? Guess. Eagles 49ers? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Eagles. Well, that's going to hurt. That's, uh, yeah, uh, ow. Yeah, Eagles, now, you, ow. You know what's fucked up is that if the Eagles are... If the Eagles are going to lose to a team they should beat and the 49ers aren't going to go winless, 
This is this is the game they're going to win. <laughs> oh, this isn't even close to the game they're going to win. No, but you, I, you you're not listening to what I'm saying. It's just how the football gods work. Yes. They, they the football gods are like the Greek gods. They love irony. Next up, give me we have the Panthers at the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. I, quite honestly, I like Tampa Bay's offensive weapons better than the Carolinas. Give me Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa, you're like that. You're like that girlfriend that just I keep catching you leaving your phone unlocked, open to a Facebook fucking messenger, and it's just different dudes. Fuck you! I'm done with you this season. I'm the Panthers. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't like Jameis anymore. He has too many weapons, and he's trying to be too much, I think. This is going to be a shit show all around, because Cam Newton's the exact same way. Meh. Cam Newton. Panthers. Can't, like I said, Cam Newton, he can't win gracefully. He can't lose gracefully. He's He's just... He's... He's not a guy I would want to be friends with. Because he, he seems like he's hyper competitive about everything, but he can't win or lose like an adult. He's like an overgrown child. And on top of that, what the fuck was he wearing last week? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> like, dude, seriously, that picture of hold on, who did who did they compare him to? Rallo uh, from Saint yeah, Fred's Son. Yeah, that was dead fucking on. I was like, holy shit. I mean, seriously, dude, leave the 70s in the 70s, all right? Uh, he He's good for Sunday morning entertainment when they show him arrive into the stadium. He's always... One one week, he looked like Peter Pan. It's crazy. Uh, four o'clock games. Divisional battle. NFC East. You got the Cowboys at the Redskins. Both teams are 3-3. Three and three. One of these teams is leaving with a losing record in that team will be Washington. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with the Cowboys over the the Redskins. I just, I don't know. I'm not exactly, like, deep into the Cowboys camp on some Cowboy, like, oh, yeah, they're going to do it shit, but... I don't know. I think they got the, I think they got the Redskins number two. Yeah, Kirk Cousins just can't find his rhythm. I don't know what happened. Give me the Cowboys. That contract? (laughs) Next up, Houston at the Seahawks. The surprisingly 3-3 Houston Texans. Uh, Heading to the CenturyLink 12-man playing the Seahawks. Yeah, give me the home team. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah, I, this is a, a Texans team that's just beat the fuck up. And I mean, yeah, Seahawks aren't aren't the Seahawks of two three years ago. They're still better than the Texans are right now. So give me them. Earl's gonna pick Houston because he's got Sean Watson. That's my prediction. Give me the Texans. Ah. 
Yes, and it's not because I have Sean Watson, Deshaun Watson. It's because the Texans have Deshaun Watson. He has proven time and again since he started, he can handle it. He finds his receivers. He finds them seamlessly. He finds them effortlessly. Even with a beat-up fucking J.J. Watt, I still think that that's better than whatever Seattle has. Like I said before, they went from the Legion of Boom to the Legion of Whom. Now they could prove me wrong, but I don't think they will. All right. Next up, Sunday Night Football. Our runner-up for buttfuck of the week, (laughs) the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to Ford Field to play the Detroit Lions. Give me the fucking Steelers. You have to think about this. Yeah, the only thing I got to decide about this game is whether I start Big Ben or not. So give me the Steelers. Well, considering Big Ben's on my team in Fantasy League. Let's go 14-2. and two. Oh, wait a minute. I dropped him. That's right. Fuck. My bad. Uh, you know where I'm heading. Coming off the bye week. Hopefully our players got healthy. Need a resurgence. I mean, this is that. This is one of those games. You got to show where you're at. If they lose, well, then that's where we're at. But if they win, we're on our way. To 14 and 2. Oh, wait. (laughs) 13 and 3. Kill me about it. Really? Hey. You called it. Your words. All right. Monday Night Football. Yeah, but I was fucked out of it, too. Anyways. Oh, bullshit. You cannot. Wow. Wow. What, are you nursing a drug habit that nobody knows you have? <laughs> Everybody talks about the catch with fucking Golden Tate and the reversal. Irrefutable proof. You oh, need whatever. to have an un- irrefutable no. proof. They didn't, but okay. they recalled it anyway. All right, whatever. Some Monday Night Football, the Broncos at the Chiefs. Divisional week for a lot of teams. Chiefs on a two-game slide. They're at Arrowhead. The Broncos... To quote Rich, are a 40 degree day this year. Give me the fucking Chiefs. Yeah, uh, Chiefs. Yeah, they're on their way to a dumpster fire. Broncos are. I don't. I don't even know. It's terrible. Chiefs. All right. Uh, pick the college games. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, who do we have this week? We have Michigan playing Rutgers. I mean, come on. Give me Michigan. <laughs> there was some good memes that came out of this, this game last year. I mean, seriously, the, the, the Harbaugh choo-choo, the <laughs> Harbaugh choo-choo pain train <laughs> and the, uh, the, the score, it was like, you know, what was it? 80 to nothing. And it had the kid from the Simpsons going, all right, let him up. He's had enough. I mean, it's fucking great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as much shit as I talk about U of M, it's still Rutgers. Rutgers, you got nice uniforms. That's about all I can say for you. Give me, give me Michigan. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It's the U of M's game. All right. The number 16. Nationally ranked. Michigan State's Barton playing. You, you got to play out there. You got to play out there. Northwestern, hey, I gotta enjoy it while it lasts, because they won't be by the end of the season. Um, 
Give me the Spartans. St. Basketball. Have fun, Northwestern. Uh, yeah, Northwestern. Uh, they have a good journalism school. That's so. Unless it's a writing contest, it's going to be yeah, state. Yeah, good, bad, or other. They're definitely better than Northwestern State. There you go. More another week of picks in the books challenge. Taking your Iceman title this year. I'm telling you, man. Good luck with that. Hey, it's halfway through the season. We're tied. Just putting that out there. Yeah, I know. He come out fucking blazing, and then just you like a racehorse that starts out strong, but just doesn't have the endurance for the stretch run, dude. No, I have the endurance for the stretch run. You guys have fucking foggy memory. You guys don't remember what happened in week three and four. Just everybody did a shit show. It's like, wait, how did they win? You guys don't remember that? Oh, oh I, I went like four and ten. I think the tinfoil hat's back on, Rich. The tinfoil hat's gone. I told you that that was the last week it was going to happen. I, I lost what two games this week? Remember Stop. what I was saying about? Remember what I was saying about Cam Newton? Cam Newton of the podcast, <laughs> right here. Whatever. Don't hate me because you hate me. He's <sighs> so humble, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, I will thank everybody who has listened, downloaded, shared, retweeted, whatever the fuck else that's on another social media platform that none of us have heard of because we're old. But thank you. Uh, wherever you listen to us, please make sure that you rate us and review us. And five stars, please. Hey, we would take four, even three. All right, get them two stars out of here. No, nothing below a three. Uh, you can email the show Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net Follow us at Sporgy Podcast On the Twitter So Yeah Go Lions You're gonna need it uh, Go Astros And uh, we'll see you next week Later guys Peace out yeah If you like this show Please tell a friend Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.